Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. From the wing, it's Bowser. Swinging it back out. Extra touch. Bowser from the nice. corner. There you go. Steven has struggled. A low block tonight. And he turns it over to Peterson. On the run out. Peterson behind the back. And the finish for Osana Seller is the freshman. He gets front Rosanna. He will stop it. Come on, Atlanta, Georgia. Timeout. FAU. Second half. This place was going to be rocking. And it is. Newman's run, answer and does. And the Boilermakers regain the lead. Confident stroke from Brandon Newman. And Maryland not selling for threes unless they're wide open. Hart has a good look. He'll fire again. To Morton. And that'll do it. And here they come at College Park as Maryland takes down number three, Purdue. Good morning, everybody. Friday morning here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers, and we are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Did you know today's a live event? Anybody uh, out there? It's awful cold. It is freezing. But we have so, pancakes so today. come get you some warm pancakes. It's pancake time. Pancakes. Somebody that uh, we used to grow up um, Idolizing? With. No, it, so we had a family. Is friend, this in the neighborhood? Family friend back in St. Louis. And in your neighborhood? Not in my neighborhood. No, maybe my dad. He's Mister Rogers. <laughs> so it was probably somebody like Tom Smith, Mark Williams, <laughs> John Tremblay was his name. <laughs> oh, Tremblay threw me for a curveball. <laughs> and we would attend. That's a regular six to ten right yeah, there. Exactly. I was thinking like Pat yeah, Smith. You swung and missed. <laughs> you know, one K. Mark Todd. You know somebody like that. Tim McCarver. <gasps> Hashtag too soon. Uh, he he could have been in my neighborhood. Where's though. Tim McCarver? St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, rest in peace, Tim McCarver. Ah, uh, you're a real class act, Dion. Real class act. <laughs> no, so we would attend high school games of my cousin, and he was a lineman, and Trembley was always this big, booming voice. And uh, he would just scream out, it's pancake time. That's what I feel like right now because we have pancakes being delivered to our friends up front. Yeah. Is that, is that Mary-Kate and Ashley? It is Mary-Kate and Ashley. And is she, she going to pick over? The, what is she, Okay. What is she going to eat first off that oh, plate? The, the fruit. Are you t- serious? Yeah. Right All on. right. $10 bet? $10 bet. Uh, no. But if you're wrong, I will laugh at you because... You guys are a thing, and you should know that. And she's going to pray first. <laughs> yeah, I would, too. We hold hands at dinner at the dinner table. We always pray before dinner. Do you, now, do you go old school, or are you like, God is good, God is great, mm-hmm. thank you for the food we ate? No. In the Catholic faith, we just have a blessing that everybody says. It's a universal one. W- okay, what would that be? Bless us, O Lord. Bless us, O Lord. gifts, which we're about to receive from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. 
What? So if it was my mom, she would say, um, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this food we're about to receive. May it strengthen and nourish our body. Amen. Every can, time? Oh, yeah. Now, like when if something's going on or if something's like on our heart, we'll say and like we'll pray for health or good discernment or judgment or to be able to deal with Andrew Rogers early in the morning or whatever, <laughs> just whatever comes up, it tugs at yeah. your heartstrings. <laughs> She's got to deal with me every day. You just have to deal with me for three hours. <laughs> we're going to talk about that delivery at some point, though. <laughs> I mean, it was the coolest, funniest thing ever. It was so subtle. But I looked at my, I looked and I thought to myself, that's a man in control. <laughs> Ah, it was so stealthy. I thought you were coming in under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bother me. God bless you, Andrew Rogers. And I didn't even mean for it to come across like that. Like, to, that's just how my brain works. Chesh- oh, I, I've been on the receiving end of that, too, so I know. Like, it's it ain't personal. <laughs> yeah, totally. A lot of it is... A lot of it is just your demeanor as we uh, welcome in. Um, everybody out there. Yeah, so come down and grab some breakfast. Uh, it is a couple of different variations of pancakes, uh, eggs any style. Uh, the bacon is on point. The breakfast potatoes, I'm sure they are sharp. I'm, like, so intrigued. Let's are see you? if we missed anything down there. Well, I don't know. Um I'm, I am glad you brought your brother, though. He looks like he's a lot cooler than you. Uh, well, you're he's definitely all, taller. Well, you're all like buttoned up, and your hair's perfect, and he, he's got a hat on. Thank he's you got for calling little, me handsome. He's got the <laughs> semantics. <laughs> he's got the little cookie duster going. The little yeah, he does. Like he looks like a guy that <laughs> he looks like a guy you'd hang out. with. Yes, he look. Somebody <laughs> would be mad if he got a few spots on his like car mats or something <laughs> like i i need a little uh, uh, this guy cleans his car more than anybody i know i need a little levity anybody i know hey, if he d- if he had the salt from all of the the roads oh he'd be in the car wash every single day so every day i i believe if i'm going to pay 20 some dollars a month for unlimited car washes i'm going to see you 15 times a month absolutely <laughs> yeah so were you laughing? So why did you wait to text me about the censors? Was it on your mind why I pulled out and used? Well, I I thought at first that you just decided against driving home without scraping off your car. Why? Because you did your windshield, right. so you were fine to see. But then I'm like, oh, maybe he got the brush and got some of the stuff off the top or off the front of his car. And no. So that's why I just didn't text you. I laughed as I was driving by, I but was I just like, didn't text yeah, you. Yeah, so I waited to pull out. I, as I let my car run to warm up yesterday, as Shane was still buried and some other people, and it was good on old SD to come offer to. She did actually take him home, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I wonder how he got in her pickup truck. Did he use a step He ladder? used that bench out there. Yeah, he probably yeah. did. He climbed up on the side. He climbed up on his snowblower. But I had to get out and scrape my vehicle because I have what's called the IQ sensors on my lights. <laughs> so if there's anything... And like, I have that too. Yeah. But mine can turn off. It drives me bonkers so anytime it's like snowing or there's ice this thing like just beeps at you incessantly i'm like there's no way we're about to drive all six blocks home listening to this nonsense do 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 it was like 
beep, beep. I was like, nope, nope, nope. We're going to go You didn't make a beat to it? You didn't go. It was driving me bonkers. I couldn't even make it. How far was that? 26 feet, maybe? Maybe. You backed out. Yeah, and I was like, oh, no. Because no, you always go in front of Osaka to leave. Correct. And I go the other way. Full disclosure, you know how we couldn't see? Because a lot of stuff wasn't cleared. Uh-huh. I drove over the median in front of the Boots place in Hooters. Drove over it. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. I thought it was an exit, and all of a sudden I heard this. I was like, oh, glad I wasn't driving fast because it looked like an exit. No, there was, there was a when, sidewalk thing there. When s- snow is on the ground, I never know when I, where I'm driving. Like yeah. I ha- on my way today, I was probably in between lanes just because I'm following the tire tread. Hey, if we're being honest, though, full disclosure, I know this is an up moment and I'm like the dog with the squirrel. Does that not smell delicious? I don't smell it. What's wrong with the olfactory nerves? I don't know. See, mine are on point. Yeah. Hey, what'd you eat first? Be honest. What was the first thing you tried? P- potatoes. Oh, hashtag fail. Dang it. See, we're going to we, we play against you guys in like couples games or something. Because if, if that's what you're on, the guess was what was the first thing you'd eat off your plate? And he looked at me like. I, mean, I had the answer. Pat Sajak, knowing what Vanna White was going to flip. I forgot to say like, what is. He's like, oh, the fruit. <laughs> yeah, good job. Good job, Uncle Ruru. You blew it! <laughs> oh, hey, we just shoot. lost $10. Heck of a morning, man. We are... Uh, we are Inviting folks over for now I'm breakfast. Now the strawberry was eaten first. Oh, she she gave you a mulligan because no, she didn't want you your fillings. He's like, oh, well, you did sample the strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Your brother had your back. <laughs> He's like, oh, Ginger, we need that 10 bucks. <laughs> so uh, you can come down, live event. Uh, get out of bed. Have a few pancakes, the strips of bacon. You know what I like? And it's about? warm in here. Let's not forget. It's, it's nice and warm. So you want full-fledged OCD kicking in? Do you know what I like about their bacon? What do you think it is? About Hale Varsity Club's bacon? Yes. I'm going to say that you like the crispiness of the edges. It's flat. Oh, <laughs> it's, not curl- it's not curled up. Thought way too deep. Well, I mean, have you ever had bacon and it's like... Oh, yeah. No, it looks like that looks like a strip of bacon. It's got a little body to it. And it's, it's, not the, it's not the thin patty cake stuff. Patty cake, patty cake. So I'm all in, man. So come down and see us at Hill Varsity <laughs> Club. Shane's <laughs> over there in his little, wood, little Woodstock um, birdhouse. You've got family. We've got Cactus Jack. We've got Sasha over there smiling for some unknown reason. <laughs> I She's asked like, her, it's Friday. Thank God. <laughs> I asked. So she parked in the exact same place that she came in yesterday to pick Shane up, which I thought, is she OCD too? Because she is very particular. Yeah, I would but, say but she But then is. I thought, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I figured she just parked where she could see the lines. Uh, I actually parked there so we didn't have to get out into snow. I thought that's why you parked there. Because no. I go, oh, that's a great idea. Well, and then I straightened out three times because I knew I had to go, if I, you could see my car, you'd call me out for yeah, it. Yeah, I picked Shane up this morning. So full disclosure, I did not want him 
drown, oh, come on, drowning Shane. in a drift of snow. So I parked where it was cleared. <laughs> he steps out of the car and you park next to the Thank big you. snow pile pile yeah, where they, uh, they push all the all the snow aside. <laughs> so then my dumb butt, I you know, because he left his vehicle here yesterday and I could see where it was kinda cleared, but not really. I was gonna jump and it's ice, so of course I lost my balance, but regained. You did say the black ice out there uh, is going to be a problem, and for everybody else <laughs> that's walking around today, fair warning. Shane, it's like our guy from Hill Street Blues. Let's be careful out there. Let's do it. Hey, good, we're good. Good on the good on the street, street removal, the snowplow. My neighbor. Like, cleared my driveway yesterday, and he's got to be almost, he's DB and a half. He's got to be 75. Snow blower or snow yeah, shovel? Yeah, he, like, snow blowed my driveway. What a guy. It, it, well, it was, like, 2.30, and so do I close the blinds because I feel guilty? Do I go out and say thank you mid snow throw? So do you take? Do you him, give him twenty bucks? Do you take him like barbecue like during during the summer sometime or something? Shady just did it. Who's thinking that far in advance? It's me. I don't even know what I'm doing this afternoon. Like my man's already fast forwarding to when it warms up, which will be Sunday, by the way. So like, what's the proper protocol when you're consumed by guilt? Because I know that I should have had my little behind out there already in somebody that is significantly more advanced than me. Older. Why advanced? Older. It's like throwing You can say snow. advanced to make yourself feel better, but he's significantly older than you. So, what, so like what's the proper protocol? Do you go out and say thank you? You're doing a good job? Bernie Let's say back. his name's Jim. Yeah. He, Jim, he, stri- he strikes me as a Jim. Jim, you don't have to do that, man. Like, really, it's okay. It's okay, Jim. Are you? Is that what you would have done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's the classic question: WWBD. <laughs> what would Barry do? Sit on the couch with the fire and turn on the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not going down the cold. Yeah. So, like, I was very, and here's the full thing: get like, I have players that come do that. I'm all in for the pretend game, though. Like, I, I like, I like that card, the play. Like, eh, I will. I'll act like I just wasn't. I didn't know out what in, to do in front of my house. I, I didn't. Oh, the the closet fan that's not really a fan. <laughs> if anybody was harder on me, he'd be an enemy. <laughs> my man, Jay Rich, and he's something. He's here for pancakes. Hey, did did you notice the nice, pretty vehicle he drove in? And oh yeah, that's how you that's how you drop all that scratch for hockey. Was that a GMC? Was that a Yukon? He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so come down, say hello. Amazing, hey. da- amazing. Daniel's bringing his wife. Should I? Is, t- is that would, would the, or? Would, No. Would this morning be a good time to ask him if he drove his motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, how he looked at me the other day like I was. Well, and this may be true. Like, I was not very smart. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, there are these, these things on there called headlights. Like, you can drive in when there's not sunlight. I was like, wow, can you just say yes? <laughs> can you just say yes, you drove your motorcycle? As opposed to being, to feeling like I, I you know, I, I, say, I called you a bad name asking if you drove your motorcycle in the dark. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid point, isn't it? No. <laughs> Wow. 
both you guys at the same time. That's cool. So my <laughs> That's cool. Let's so, move on. Yeah, so my so my buddy that fixed my vehicle, because he's my buddy now at Dingman's, because he basically talked to me for an hour. What's his name? <laughs> yep, he's your buddy. I want to say Travis, but it may not Travis be. Scott. Because he talked to me f- the whole time my vehicle was being worked on the other day. And he's a two-wheel guy. And he was talking to me about car buying and whether you need a third-row seat. Like, he was super interesting. Real pragmatic. And he used to be a motorcycle guy. And then he said he had some bad experiences on the interstate, so he went ahead and is getting ready to sell. But he does like working on motorcycles. So I, I'm afraid of two wheels and a motor. Well, I, I'm not getting on one. I don't like it either. Just personal experience from from family and other stories. I think. Are I've you are you, are you like Ben Stiller? Along came Polly. Are you <laughs> ca- are you calculating risk analysis? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm more like Alan from The Hangover with the math going through my head at the poker table. Oh, or I the could blackjack table. I could. T- Totally see you doing that, <laughs> calculating percentages. So, well, well, soft seven, there's four players <laughs> on the table. There's three face cards showing. We're playing two decks. There's probably 12 face cards left. I'll stay. <laughs> calculating your 17% chances. And, and then meanwhile, the rest of the table is looking at you like, play already. I like yeah, You want to make a move? You know, do you ever feel like the dealer rushes you in a casino? I'm not, in, I'm not, a, I'm not a blackjack guy. But you've played before. Yes. Like, do you ever feel and like the dealer And usually the dealers you? are extremely friendly because the table gets mad as though it's the dealer's fault. Oh, it is. Oh, when thank. You, when you lose, thank, thank goodness you gave me a six and you got two queens. Uh, thank you for hitting on soft 17 turn 21. Yeah, good job. When's the next dealer shift? Hey, guys, on the table, it says dealer must hit soft 17. Man. <laughs> oh, great. Another five-card 21. This thing is rigged. What is this, the NFL? You on a script? I kid because I care. Can I get the script for the casino? Like, is that cool? No, you know what we probably should do before we go to break? Is that it, the show? It's the script for the show. No, we we don't get to the show script until halfway we through were, the show. We were trending. We had gone all week without setting the lineup in mm-hmm. the first segment. We sure did. So I, do you think I've tweeted out the lineup? No. Not a chance. <laughs> and here's the funny and thing. And I'm going to say you won't tweet it out until like 745. Well, here's the funny thing. I was here at 610. So I have, there's no reason yeah, no excuse. for me to not have done that Well, you that showed already. me the Marshawn Lynch video. Which I'm still Which laughing is, about. And Sasha was in here, and Shane was in here, and I couldn't believe that they sold him a kid shovel and charged him full price, and he put it in my vehicle. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on this morning, and I couldn't dial in. Hey, Shane, is that shovel made of styrofoam? It, it is plastic, though, isn't it? Buddy? Yeah, it's a plastic one. Okay. It's not, like, spongy or anything, so that if DB's daughter Zoe wanted to use it on the driveway, she could. It, is, it is about Zoe's size. <laughs> God, these breakfast. So, if nothing else, if you don't want to come listen to us, which is totally fine, I wouldn't listen to me either. Maybe Hannah Rue. <laughs> the the portions are monster. They are. I don't. I, Ashley will not eat all that food. Sasha, you could probably. Did you did you work out today? She'll pick over it. Not yet. See, if she worked out, I bet she would have smashed that entire plate. I think Cactus Jack's gonna eat too. Jack can eat the whole, Jack can eat four plates. Look, he's nodding. <laughs> he's nodding like for sure. Huh? 
what? How what? <laughs> Look, how what? <laughs> Let's set up the show. So, state wrestling was yesterday. That's that subtle power move. Yes. And what's great about state wrestling is just the amount of people that fill up CH. It was like it was 65 and sunny out yesterday, right? It was it like was Creighton was playing no. against UConn. Yeah. People, they go back and forth over this every year about the best state-ran event. Some say state basketball. You know, some say state football. Everybody plays in Memorial Stadium. I just don't know if Riff Wrestling has a, has a peer. Yeah, not a peer. I don't love this. I don't love the split since the pandemic of the classes. I kind of like the all class thing, but the numbers would be through. But the they fly through it. The, I was, no. What I noticed, and you know, we talked to Ron earlier this week, and as I'm there, if I when I worked in sports news up in Sioux City, we'd go to Iowa, mm-hmm. and that state run event would always last until about the time I needed to send back my package. Like, it would always go past 10. And the first round and quarterfinals that took place on Thursday, what they said was, hey, we're going up till 9. Like, that's what the schedule, like, planned Mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Guess when they were done? Nine. Nine. Yeah. They were on it. It was like, hey, this match is over, next one up. This one's over, next one up. They were done at 9. I was like... To work at Nebraska and be a sports reporter again and cover that event, I'd be so stress-free. Yeah, that's how the, the Nick Rubex, who does a fantastic job for the World Herald, even the Mike Sauters, who unfortunately you had to spend the bulk of the day with yesterday, guys like that that are kind of dabbling. Although Nick doesn't dabble, it's what he does. It's his time to shine. <laughs> you can see why it works, right? It's just a well-run event. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, that's why Higdon is who he is. Hey, do you, before we take a break, uh, do you notice anything different about me today? You're wearing Nebraska gear. No way you just got that right. Sure did. I noticed the first thing I walked See, in. See, I'm leaving you. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I like, I have commitment hey, issues. Hey, even, even when I'm not paying attention, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I haven't even known you a year yet. Why would you pick up on that? Because at one time when we first started – because we were talking, you were getting gear from Adrian, and Yo, Adrian, Adrian, and I said, Na-na. "Stop!" Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, you said, "Dude, I don't even own Nebraska gear. Like, I don't even wear my own team." I got and then we started talking about like where Caleb goes to school, and you said, "No matter where he chooses, because you're leaving it up to him." Um, you're like, I won't wear those team's colors yeah. because I went to Nebraska. But then in my head, I'm like, well, that's ironic because you just don't wear Nebraska gear. Uh, so, yeah, I just recognized the fact that you were wearing the end. Yeah, I woke up this Not morning. to say that it's weird because you obviously went there, and I think you have every right to wear it. This is the first time maybe when I'm not on a broadcast in my adult life that I've made a conscious effort to wear my alma mater. Isn't that weird? But not it looks near, good. But it not, looks comfortable too. Relax, but not near. But not right. near. It looks as, bad. You're not, ugly. Not, what do you want me to say? <laughs> not near as odd as you knowing that. So, therefore, we can't talk anymore. 
Hey, uh, we will talk. We'll talk state wrestling more with Mike Sauter when we have him on at 9 o'clock. We'll talk to Mike Schaefer next and then Kyle Juergens, head boys basketball coach at Omaha Scott. That will close out the 7 o'clock hour. We will get into something with Nebraska football that really sparked my interest when I saw Carter Nelson grab an offer from Alabama. We will go into that right about 8. We will play doggy dog. With DB. Let's get it. little family-friendly uh, action here. So I'm two That's and two in my last four, so I feel a little pressure because I was kind of on a nice little he streak. He traveled from St. Louis just to play trivia against And he's you. feeling pretty good about himself. <laughs> hey, at uh, 9.45, too, we'll also talk to Matt Verzel. Uh, former Husker, Husker Hangover, Pisons, the whole thing. Uh, we'll also get to our poll question uh, here in a bit, but Mike Schaefer's up next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. 888-638-4876 if you'd like to get involved. 590 ESPN Omaha. KFOR from 9 to 10 in Lincoln. We're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube, and we are happy just to have you with us. If you want to make your way down to Hale Varsity Club, too, there's plenty of time. We've got pancakes, and Jack over there is munching on them. So they are obviously pretty dang tasty. And we have Chef Nick, so why wouldn't they be tasty? I don't understand what's going on at your family's table. Why is the bacon the only thing left? Don't ask me. Totally doing it wrong. I would have I would have smashed the pancakes, and then I would have gone to the bacon. Yeah. Mike's here, by the way. Thank you, Shaner. I saw him pop through. Uh, well, good transition. Shane's over here producing. Well, <laughs> what happened yesterday? I don't know. He fell asleep at the wheel. I don't know. Mike Schaefer, Nebraska football and recruiting for 24-7 sports. Mike, good morning, man. Good morning, gentlemen. I see we're uh, we, we trash-talking Shane a little bit. <laughs> Just yeah, a little. Just a little. What else is new? Yeah, not much. I mean, I've only been uh, involved with some sort of show of Shane for a little more than a decade now, so that's about how things normally go. <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, before, sorry. I got to show you something later on, Shane. Me a text. Hey, let, let me ask you this. What, what Matt Rule do you think we'll see once spring practices begin? Do you think it's going to be one who likes to be the head honcho, always voicing his opinion, or one who's okay with being a fly on the wall and letting internal competition drive the wagon? Uh, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, I've never really had the chance to cover him when a season's going on. I mean, right now he's definitely working the media circuit and he's out there as much as possible and drumming up interest in Nebraska and, and all of those sorts of things. It'll be when he has actual practice and something to, to watch over and then film to review. I mean, it will be interesting to see sort of what his comments are like if he's a little more guarded in how he feels about things. I mean, I, I think it's fair to assume that. 
just generally what we know about coaches and and kind of in season, out of season. But I mean, I I also sort of feel like he's one of those guys that when he he believes something, he's not afraid to tell you that either. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find a natural spot right here in the middle of those two <laughs> options and not provide you a strong take. One Thanks. <laughs> hey, so Mike J, if you if you were kind of you're in the lab and you're trying to build a player that you think is going to gravitate to this coaching staff's personality. What couple of ingredients are you putting in the mixture first? Because I kind of get the sense there's a couple of things that they're looking for outside of just the easy, okay, is he fast? Yeah, I mean, I think you you got to love competition. And I don't mean just like for your position. I mean, if they bring a basketball out, and they put up a Fisher-Price hoop, and they basically pick two guys to go play, that these guys are going to go to war to win this meaningless basketball game in the middle of a practice. Like, I know that's a made-up example, but I think that's what the staff is. I mean, I, I think that they're pretty high energy, and I think from what I can tell with Matt Rule, he feels like he had to earn everything he's ever received. Yeah, um, He's going to want that out of his team. And I think you see the – players that he gets the most out of are guys like that are guys that either carry a chip with them or frankly it doesn't matter like nothing's just for fun everything has a reason <laughs> yeah. you know so I think that has to just be burning inside of you if you're going to get the most out of the Matt Rule experience as a player and then I mean I you you can easily go to base athleticism and all of that sort of stuff but I think that has to be there internally. And then I also think you have to love football. I mean, I think they're going to weed out guys who are only in it, uh, you know, it's just because their friends play it or it's what they've always done uh, or things like that. If you don't love football, if you're not committed to the game of football, if you don't wake up and your first three thoughts aren't about football, chances are the staff probably isn't <laughs> going to be for you either. So I think internally it's going to be those two factors, right? Like, you love the game and you love to compete. If those are, are if those are you, you're going to speak the language of the staff pretty quickly. Hey, speaking of the Ween, you know Nebraska still sits right around a hundred scholarship players, even after the Wednesday departures. As natural attrition occurs, do you think the 85 man limit will work itself out? And at what point do you think Nebraska gets there? I mean, I think they have to be there by basically the time your freshmen start arriving in the mm -hmm. summer. I mean, so I, I think they're probably there once we get into that middle of May, late May kind of period. Um, I think you're going to see some more names kind of probably come out before spring even starts that these guys have either moved on from the program or moved on from football entirely. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some people uh, where, you know, they're not going into the transfer portal because they're just going to finish out their careers uh, as a student at Nebraska, um, you know, and they stay on scholarship that way. There's a there's a, a way that you essentially can. It's not even a medical red shirt. You just leave football and you keep everything that is your scholarship perk still, you know, remains to you, even if you have three years left. We saw that under Scott Frost when he first got here. We'll see that under Mike Riley is or Mike Riley. We'll see that <laughs> under Matt Rule. Wow. Uh, we'll see that under Matt Rule as well. Hey, Shafe, let me ask you. So. And I, and I asked this um, yesterday in general, and I think it's important for Nebraska media because I think there's a lot of times we help set the narratives. What do you think Nebraska fans are willing to do without 
that traditionally they've kind of clung to in order to see this process, you know, succeed? Is it is it the cutting of guys? Is it uh, the non-walk-ons? Is it, you know, embracing some sort of bad guy role? Is it throwing the ball, you know, 40 times a game? What do you think Nebraska fans are willing to say, ah, you know what, that was fun once upon a time, but I want to win? I mean, I, I definitely think you can start with the fact that you probably don't have to take 20-plus walk-ons every year. I mean, so I think if that number gets condensed, and I don't, I, I always struggle when I talk about these things because I probably come off a little colder than I intend to. But in reality, there's probably most years 10 walk-on guys that you really, that, that you need, you know, that not that you need to take, but taking more than that, at what point do you start to lose the quality of what you're bringing in? And then, you know, as we saw under the last staff, when you have that many players, a lot of guys just still end up standing around too. And I think you want to avoid that at practice. And so I think, you know, I think people will understand, and we've already seen that kind of come out. They're going to have a smaller roster um, in that regard. And it doesn't necessarily mean less Nebraskans are getting opportunities. It's just that they need to keep it kind of tight to the guys that are actually going to to really kind of bring something uh, and and get use out of them in practice as well. So I think that one starts there. I think fans are generally going to accept and be fine if the ball has to be passed to, to win games, but it comes down to winning. I mean, if, if you're not going to win and you're still throwing the football, then people are going to be mad about it. But if you're winning at least and throwing the football for now, I think people can accept that. So I don't know that there's anything schematically. I think it's all sort of the tradition stuff. Which, honestly, the way that Matt Rule is wired, he kind of works towards him anyways. So I don't see, you know, stuff like that being thrown out uh, necessarily. So, um, you know, as long as uh, there's still a tunnel walk and a, a horseshoe that gets tapped on the way out in a football game on Saturdays, I think most people will be willing to put up with a lot if Nebraska starts to win football games again. Mike, last thing here. We've been talking about the quarterback situation lately this week and something Coach Satterfield really wants in a starter is someone who can handle constructive criticism. Who on the roster right now do you think resonates most with that quality? Oh, that's interesting because, I mean, I don't, I don't know the personality of all of these guys, but I guess of the, of the ones that I've sort of interacted with the most, I mean, and that would largely be kind of Casey, Chubba, and Logan, I mean, one, I, I go to Logan Smothers right away just because he seems like he's kind of the ultimate teammate. Like, that's a guy that, you know, has stood up and said before he has no intention of transferring. He wants to he wants to finish out his career with Nebraska. He's accepted being in a backup role. He's accepted being in a super backup role. Um, so I, I would imagine that's a guy that's accepting of, of constructive criticism. I mean, I think all of those guys are to a degree. Um, but I, I think Logan Smothers sort of – stands out because he was willing you know to be a good teammate and willing to wait uh for an opportunity and didn't just leave when he was moved to the number three spot uh you know pretty early on last year so I guess that's kind of where it, it it comes to mind to me but it's really hard without really knowing these guys' personalities uh Mike J let me get you out of here on this as a quick bas- baseball deal when you at baseball versus basketball. When you look at Nebraska as they get ready to start against San Diego this weekend and you're looking at expectations when basketball season started, who do you think will be end up being closer to meeting those preseason expectations? 
Well, I think basketball is already like right on the doorstep of it. So they have an advantage in that they've already kind of had their season go at least better than I think some would have projected. So I, I think it's hard because baseball, I think, has more to do. I think people expected an NCAA appearance. Um, and they've got to do it with guys that haven't been there yet. And so I, I think that um, basketball is more likely to meet the expectations because I think they're right there. Mm. Whereas baseball has a hurdle to clear that a lot of those guys just haven't done, you know, because you don't have, even though we're only two years removed from it, you really don't have a lot of those veterans and guys that were on the roster that took you down to Fayetteville and put you within one game of going to the, you know, uh, the last round uh, before the College World Series. So I, I think that baseball has probably a little bit more to show right now because basketball has kind of spent December, January, and February proving that there's a little bit more there. But they also had a little bit lower of a bar to clear, whereas baseball, just getting to the Big Ten tournament isn't going to be enough. you got to get to the NCAA tournament. That's what the expectation is. Mike, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We will talk again next week. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys. Have a good one. That's Mike Schaefer. Coming up next, our high school coaches corner here on Coffee and Cream. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, let's just go back to what I said at the start of the show. DB asked me, he goes, when am I going to tweet the lineup out? And I said, oh, you'll tweet it out about 745. Yeah, and it's about gonna, it's, that's going to be spot on. He just looked at me and goes, hey, what GIF should I use? <laughs> and I go, well, let's check the time. That's kind of, it's kind of my thing. I like trying to figure out how to be creative. What is Mary Kate and Ashley doing over She's there? She's the event coordinator. Oh, so she coordinating? Mm-hmm. Got to it's a, whole, it's a whole family affair. Sooner or later, we'll take things over, right? <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Slow, slowly <laughs> but surely. And Bill thinks he's playing chess. Just look at me. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm only kidding, maybe. Uh, no, we'll, uh, we'll talk to Kyle Juergens hopefully in a few moments. Uh, we left him a message. Uh, Omaha Scott having their game rescheduled from Thursday to Saturday. What's crazy is we're almost at districts. Like, isn't that nuts how we're, like, here already? Yeah. I mean, because you, it, it, you it guys just went. finished football season. Yeah. Basically. How long ago? Basically. Like a month uh, and a half ago? Yeah. <laughs> Something we, like that? I think we played on November 23rd. <laughs> right. It just feels like in the blink of an eye, it's the already state basketball. And, yeah. It, it, it happens quick, which is what we try to tell guys and gals when you're out there competing. You better, better figure out how to maximize in the moment because it's going to go in a hurry. You know, I'm going to ask you this. I wanted to ask Jurgens this, but since you're a coach, I can ask you this too because this is something I thought about this morning because I, when I was trying to craft up some questions for coach, I, I want to do things differently every time. Like I don't want it to be, oh, you know, I'm regurgitating what I said to – Coach uh, Loki or whoever yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, whoever else last week. And I thought, man, when I was a senior in high school, at this point in the season, what was I thinking about? And so I want to ask you this. Thinking about the seniors here, how have you taught your players to enjoy every moment in their senior year? Because at any point after, say, this weekend in particular, say put in football terms, after this, say you're not going to state. Mm -hmm. uh, Or, no, say you are. It could be their last high school game at any point. Like, how do you how do you teach them to just enjoy the day? Uh, show them my tax returns. 
Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think honestly, though, I mean, that's a fantastic question. And, and I always tell people, you know, a lot of the reasons or I think coaches do what they do is not just to, to groom young men and women, to groom young people to, to be better. It's so they can invest and pour into folks to keep to make them better than they were. And so if that's kind of the message that you're talking to your, your student athletes about, it's always about embracing the moment, right? Like t- tomorrow's going to come soon enough. Hammer out today. Don't, don't be the person that checks your rearview mirror and you're wondering what happened or where it went. You know, I always tell people pain is temporary. Regret is forever. And that's a you can either – you can either choose humility or you can be humbled, but you guys have to understand that you can manage pain. You can. You, 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 can, you can have some surgeries. You can take some medications. You can get a script. Regret is the thing that will tap you on the shoulder at night and keep you up. And you try to really, you, you want people to be able to understand and get their mind around that so you can maximize in the moment. Don't worry about what tomorrow is going to bring. Just be perfect in that second because there's there's joy in that. Mm-hmm. And the more messages and the more teachings that you can have for kids to stay in the moment, you saw it with wrestling and i was going to follow that up with right with that it's like you may know you may know who's coming up in the semis if you win the quarters or you know around you have to win the quarters but you got to get there first and you know wrestling is a perfect example because the the minute you think about something else or you breathe wrong as you saw a couple of different times yesterday uh you get out of the moment and before you know it it's over well and you know i I texted you, and we'll take Westside, for example, just because that's where, um, that's where you, your focus was on. Like, it, whenever Yeah, West when it Side, wasn't boys, it was yeah, West Side when, girls. Whenever a West Side girl was on the mat, you turned that, turn that match on. Yeah. Uh, when you watched Ross Etter go in her quarterfinal round, there was a point in that match where, like, because she's one of the best in the state, mm-hmm. if not the best in the state. Wrestling it, on it, one it, leg, the bad calf, yeah. So you, you see her step out there. And at, like I said, at one point, I believe it was either 4-1 or 4-2. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, geez, sometimes you take it easy on yourself, yeah. right? You're, you, you lost like a little bit of wind. And um, wow, it's, uh, S- staying it, it, it's crazy that you got to stay in the moment and not think too far ahead. That's coaching. Uh, let, let's move over to uh, Kyle Jurgens. He's with us now, head boys basketball coach at Omaha Scut. Hey, coach, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, good. Glad we got you, Coach. How are you? Doing well. My my daughter answered the phone this morning, so <laughs> we're off to a, a good start. We're kind of hey, mode a little bit. Isn't it crazy? How, I always tell this to people that don't actually get it. It's like when you coach, you have those sets of kids, groups of kids, but there's this family component, too, that you have to navigate, and sometimes... They don't always overlap, but you always have to explain one to the other because both those worlds have to mesh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We had our game moved, so we weren't supposed to uh, have practice this morning, so she's she's around now. 
that that seemed like an oh darn. She's around. That's classic. Hey, Coach, uh, I asked DB this question, and uh, I want to ask you at first to kick this thing off. Thinking about the seniors here, how have you taught them to enjoy every moment this year? Because at any point after this weekend, it could be their last high school game. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of reminding them throughout the process that, um, you know, that that you got to take every day at a time. At, at a time. And I think they've kind of uh, – looked at the guys that came before them, the seniors, and know that, I mean, anytime it can be over and it goes really fast. Um, and it's a, this is a great group, and they've done that really well. Um, and I think they're, you know, they're seeing it now that, I mean, even some of them the other day were like, man, we only have two weeks of the regular season left. And so um, I think they're, they have an understanding of it, and they're a mature group. And, um, yeah, it's, one of those deals where you're counting the days a little bit. I mean, it's a fun time of year. I, I said this the other day was postseason and stuff like that, but then you're also kind of thinking in the back of your head that your days with them are, are limited, and um, that's that's a tough part too because when, when that day comes, it's going to be tough. Coach, if you're, you're, you know, you're focusing on – you know, one game at a time. You know how it goes as a coach. There's those basic fundamentals that you have to you have to go by, or all of a sudden you wake up and and you weren't the team that you were supposed to be. But you guys have been the hunted forever now, and you're you're kind of your own benchmark. What unique challenges has that presented to you over time, knowing that you do have to maximize in the moment, or you will get ran down from behind. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's a different challenge that um, I guess not everybody has, but we do try to you know remind them um, often that you know people are going to be excited and that they're going to get a lot of people's best shot, and that you know just sometimes just watching you know college scores and other games and just saying you know. You look at scores and go, wow, how did that happen? And it's like, well, when you play, play enough games, if you don't show up some night, it's basketball, and you're going to get beat. And so we we give them a lot of reminders in, in that aspect. I think we have a pretty competitive environment in our practice that, that helps us. And then, honestly, we watch, we watch a lot of film of ourselves. So, um, you know, we do watch other people, but I try to – you know, before we even watch the next opponent, kind of give us a little bit of evaluation on us, and that even though the last game the score was this, there are still several things that we can be doing better. And so I think that has helped a little bit too along the way. Coach, top team in Class B, a runner-up finish last year, which I can only assume has been motivation to cap this season off differently. What would you say is the biggest difference from last year's squad to this one? Um, I mean, last year's squad, we kind of we kind of knew who's who was who. We kind of had a pretty you know set rotation, and just a matter of you know kind of continue to get better and, and be playing well at the right time and I mean that's not a huge difference in this year but we did we do have we did have some younger kids who needed some experience and we're still trying to kind of 
find what our rotation looks like because we have, you know, we have quite a few guys who um, can help us on any night. And so, as anybody will tell you, um, I could be a challenge mm-hmm. as a coach to make sure that, you know, you're getting everybody minutes and, and um, you know, competitive playing time. And I think since, uh, you know, the week we played Pius and Central and stuff like that, we've kind of, um, you know, started to trust each other more and and playing probably our best team basketball and getting the most contributions out of um, a lot of guys at this time of the year. And so that's uh, that's good to see. We hope we can continue that. Coach, obviously you want to have a healthy Jake Brack and. It's been a little different after the Central game, and I know you don't like to talk about individual players, but how key is your team's health and its totality to make the run that you want to make? Well, it's, I mean, it's key. I mean, him, he's a big part of it, and, and losing him in that game, um, you know, it's one thing to, to lose a guy like that and then have practices, and, you know, time to go, okay, this is – but to lose him in the moment and then have to play without him, we, we had to kind of figure out who we were on the fly. And luckily it was just you know, a little deal that didn't keep him out. But, yeah, he's important to us. He's done a really good job um, guarding really good players, and that's helped us too. And then he's obviously big for us offensively. We run a lot of stuff through him, and guys get um, open loops guys get some opportunities because he's in the game and and, we're hoping that everybody can stay healthy down the stretch because we we need them all coach we appreciate your time this morning thanks so much and good luck tomorrow thanks coach all right thanks guys hey coming up next we are talking nebraska football and how there are probably more fbs offers coming out of the state more than ever as of late we'll do that next here on coffee and cream Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Hey, top of the hour here on Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers, and we're happy to have you with us. And uh, again, still time to come down to the live event here at Hale Varsity Club. We're having breakfast. It's pancake time. Uh, we've seen original pancakes. We've seen the Hawaiian stack pancakes. We're drinking coffee. Speaking of coffee, the beanery is what I'm drinking, the official coffee of coffee and cream, and also the coffee that everybody else is drinking here today because they are the coffee I, of I, each I see those event. little mugs. Everybody. What's your, what is your brother's coffee of mix of choice? That looks awful dark. I think it's just... It's black. I think it's just black coffee. Yeah, black is beautiful. I don't. I don't mind that. I don't know about like what's the foam on the top? Would that be from cream? I don't know. <laughs> Who are you telling? <laughs> Let me look in my cup real fast. Let's see what's going on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Husker Travis on. Uh, wait, I always get it wrong. I always call him by his first name, but it's not really. It's, it's Travis Husker fan. We're talking about a lot of Travises today. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Travises. A lot. Says I'd like to hear Saban's thoughts on traveling to Ainsworth, Nebraska, to visit a recruit. Was, was Saban the one that went? But I know one thing. Because so here's the thing, though. There are some places in that part of the country in the South that have some Ainsworth-esque qualities 
to them, right? Because it's like, I was just talking to my buddy. Uh, you know, I was telling you about Tom Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Hooper over at, uh, former Hooper over at Westside. His, his brother and his sister-in-law live off the grid. They, they were in Ralph, Tennessee, and now have moved uh, just west to a different location. Ralph, Tennessee. Yes. Like, that should be a T-shirt. Yeah, so I can't imagine Ralph would be much different. So uh, Ainsworth, at least as far as the – why is it the 2010 census is what this quick facts, quick facts excuse me, pops up at? 1,700 people. Not sure if there's a little bit more now. Somebody can let me know in the comments or you can give us a call, 888-638-4876. But you know what every small town has? I think I've told you this before. What's that? But what does every small town have? Take a guess. Uh, it, a, a, every a, a, small town has this. A good, a good tight end. A good tight end. Yes, no, uh, sure. A good gas station. Uh, I'm not. I'm thinking like a literal like brand, a literal name. Um, and it's every, food. Every small town has a subway. <laughs> oh, every they? small town has a subway. Really? I'm telling you. You go to a small town. Like I. I was looking at, hey, you know what? What what's in Ainsworth? Because you have Husker Meat, you have Bombgars, like those Bombgars, of course, big store name. But then I always see Subway in every small town. I feel like it's it's a must have. Like mm. uh, if you live in a small town, you have to have a Subway. And you know who works at the Subway? The high school kids in town. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I like your style. Subway. So there's a Subway in Ainsworth? I've never, there is. Uh-huh. I've been to a lot of places in Nebraska. Give me, give me a small town. Any small town. Uh, You're in Nebraska? Go ahead. How about Mitchell? Mitchell? No, no. How about Binkelman? Binkelman. That's B-E-N-K. Yep. Binkelman. Got it. Bankelman, Nebraska. Do you think they have a subway? I'm telling you. I, I'm, uh, I, I, <laughs> you're you're I, like scrolling. I, I'm hope I'm right. <laughs> it's in the panhandle now. Are you, you got a subway? Not Google, seeing a subway. Google Maps. I see a Google. Skyline Grill. Ooh, maybe we should go to Skyline. Is there a subway nearby? Well, right. I'm wrong. What's your, what's your level of surprise? Seems like it. Are you guys going? The, with the BAM offer. Uh, I was shocked, and here's why. Because it it doesn't seem to me that it's very common that an eight man player gets recognized mm-hmm. at uh, can I say it the best school if not one of the best one schools of in football pretty good at recruiting like why why him what led to that and then I went down this rabbit hole of like how do you discover a player so then I went to huddle and recruiting profiles and things like that and I'm like still though like how are you looking at a guy in 8 man football which is a completely different game than 11 man it doesn't I, mean it's any less competitive you uh, you see the game right it's who's offered correct and it, you know I went down this rabbit hole and then I came across an article that was written I think it was on the Omaha World Herald about how Nebraska produces more FBS players than ever to this point from like 2010 to now and I'm like it's crazy how just in the span of 10 years what adding certain coaches at the collegiate level to cover certain areas because you know there's somebody in Bama that's like hey you got the upper midwest and like they're focusing on that Mm -hmm. while somebody else is focusing on a different region and then you also have those recruiting profiles to where anybody can go and look and see you also have seven on seven football which is played all year round and uh, that's uh, great for. And I don't. To get and, reps and I don't even think Carter year. plays 
seven. I don't know. Six. I asked you. I asked you. I don't. Fair. Th- like, I don't think. I don't think so. And whether he does or does not, it just goes back to what I was saying about recruiting profiles and game footage. Like that's how you find a Carter Nelson. Ninety-eight percent of schools, Damon, are on huddle oh, like in it. some way, shape, or form. That is why we've see, seen these numbers grow, and that's also why I think it's easy to discover a guy like Carter Nelson. Put yourself in 2005, you're not discovering Carter Nelson mm-hmm. in Alabama. You're just not. When, yeah, and you're exactly right. And I think that was about when the kind of uh, it started to pick up, right? Because that was the Marlon Lucky era that I remember, and the whole five-star. I think... 2003 was right around its its kind of birth. I I need a recruiting expert to to confirm or deny, you know. But it's going to be interesting too because I think players. I always tell players this high school wise when folks get offers because I see lots of things from people that get offered and and you know some I some I'm like ah you know about time or someone like ah really, you know. And I always tell families and players when they're being recruited you know could i say yes tomorrow you've offered me could i say yes tomorrow is this contingent upon me coming to campus uh do i do i need to perform like because i i get the offer thing and for some it's it's committable on the spot but up until the last I don't know, probably five or six years. Had you ever heard the term committable offer? Because that's what I always wonder, right? Because now, and now I know so many people that recruit that are in the college game over the last 10 years, and they kind of roll their eyes, um, you know, over when they're competing with another school, and they're like, oh, you know, why would they offer such and such? You know, we offered such and such. And I know if he tells them that he wants to commit tomorrow, they're not going to, you know. So you never know. Uh, like what schools are are looking at, but you've got me super curious now. When you say what leads somebody to Ainsworth, other than I think initially, I think you have to go by the initial offer list, right? Because I think there's just some schools. I think he's got a Michigan offer. I mean, he's got he's he's got the best right. offers in Around the, state the state by far. So it's like. But they just don't strike me as the type of school that would just go willy nilly either. So, I mean, it's 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 good for the state of Nebraska, and, and the more college coaches, I think for the kids, the merrier. If you're a fan of the University of Nebraska, maybe not so much. Now, I'm in my head. I'm fact checking myself. It may have been the Lincoln Journal Star where this came from. It's one of the two. But uh, you know, from 2010 to 2019, DB. Just ask around, Manly Enterprises. They're one and the same. Nebraska produced <laughs> 10 or more FBS scholarship players just once from 2010 to 2019. That was in 2017. Since 2020, it's happened four years in a row where they've had 10 or more. 14 FBS signings in 2021 and 13 in each of the last two seasons. Plus, all 13 of the state's FBS signees went to Power 5 schools in the 2023 class. Kyle, you might have a chance to beat that this year, though. But think about like where I we're know, trending. Like, that's, that's what's crazy. When you see stuff like I talked about with, with Carter Nelson getting an offer from Alabama, and like I said, it, it's great to see because 
more kids are being discovered and you're not just settling on a program, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and this doesn't even include FCS offers. I mean, I saw yesterday, two days ago, Rezac had a South Dakota State offer. He got like four in three days. Right. Which is, it's long overdue. And the reason I say South Dakota State is because, well, they just won. Yeah, defending national champ. And then you have Kay Johnson and Easton Stick that also went to FCS schools that probably could have gone to FBS schools if they wanted (laughs) to. Yeah, you're absolutely 100% So just what's What's crazy nowadays is this. Here's how you get somewhere. You start with your recruiting profile and game footage. You play seven-on-seven, if you can, for those skill position players, because that's what seven-on-seven is really meant for, is the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, you know, your your running backs, your tight ends, your defensive backs. Like, it's meant for your skill guys. And then you go to a place like the Warren Academy here in town Mm -hmm. if you're looking for work in the trenches to help get noticed. Yeah, it's it's become... I don't know, and and this is this is different than Carter Nelson. So I'm saying, generally speaking, like the recruiting game, I think for some a lot has become one in which to play. Like there is this thing called the recruiting game. Hey, who am I? Who am I close to? And uh, the recruiting sites. Hey, who can help? You know, build a profile. Hey, who can help? Uh, reach out and say, hey, you need to take a look at this guy. Like all that kind of stuff I think ultimately matters. And students, student athletes and parents, I think, are, are definitely learning to play the game. As we look at some other factors, too, that kind of fall into this, hey, people are getting offers, people are getting offers. How about on the other side of things? When you look at the walk-ons, I mean, we haven't really gotten into this just yet, but we've been hearing all week long uh, that Nebraska is going to shave their walk-on numbers. And, you know, what does that really mean? I mean, even in shape, we talked to Mike Schaefer at 730, and you kind of asked him, you know, what are you willing to compromise? Yeah, you're talking about the fan base. Right, yeah. for the sake of winning. And it's like, Hey, let's let's not attach to what we once were. Let's progress to get to where we want to be. And you know that's the way Matt Rule's head works. We all know that. But the walk-on program, it won't look the same. The numbers will continue to lower. You can cash in on walk-ons, no yeah. doubt. It's been done before, and that's why they've had such an influx of numbers over the years. But look at the late ones, right? I mean, yeah, you had how, – how many walk-ons came – like, what do you think the, the top number of walk-ons Matt Rule – not Matt Rule, Scott Frost gathered for a program? Was it like 40? Uh, Was it like 45? Is that too that, high? That seems high. Regardless, let's just, we'll say 40, for example. Well, well, I'll even say 30. Play it safe. Who are the main ones that they've cashed in on? Luke Reimer? Luke Reimer, for sure. Yeah. Colton Feast, yeah. right? But if you're only getting two out of 30, what's your percentile here now? Right? I mean, yeah, if you bring a bigger sample size, you can cash in on so-called more walk-ons. But if you lowered that sample size, would you have found Reimer? Would you have found Feast? I think you, I think you got to find a way, uh, whatever it looks like, whether it's walk-on, not walk-on, whatever. I think you got to find a way to um, up your percentages to get it right. You know, like I want to give myself more opportunities for – I want more margin for error. 
But I ha- I can't do that at at a, at a cross where the ex- walk ons to where, take walk ons. Yeah, because you're, you're wasting guys' time. Like I had a couple of conversations. Some were internally in my head. Some were you know a little bit over social media. I take a look at. We were talking about North Platte yesterday, and and Tilford who ends up going to SDSU had the opportunity to walk on at Nebraska. Like you know when he asked me about the opportunities, I felt like it was a really difficult decision because I think. He's good enough, uh, and he plays the game in such a way where, man, I could see you being a power five guy. I could, right? I mean, people will sell you short on your size and this, that, and the other, but the way you play and whatever, right? But how do I feel reconciling that in my head with, okay, you have a chance to go to school for free and play for a national championship at SDSU? That's... It sounds pretty good to me. Right. And it's not like they're not putting guys in the pros. They're going to put another tight end in the NFL Mm -hmm. this year. So it's like, you know, what is it? That you that you really want to do when you're coming out of out of high school right. is it is it the opportunity to play on the biggest stage? You want to compete against the best. You want to be able to play right away. Do you want to you know you want to be functional? Right. Where's academics fall in the line if they're if 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 that's part of the deal? Take a step down too, DB. What if we go to NAIA? I mean, an hour and a half away is Morningside. Yeah, another, fan, fan, another, another two hours away is Northwestern, the defending yeah. national champions. I mean, we're looking at two schools right there that if you wanted to play right away, if you're good enough to be a walk-on in D1, you're good enough to be a starter down at an NAIA you, program. You, More for, times for the, than Yeah, not. for the most part. And then if you look, go one step further, too. If you want to go to JUCO, look who just won a national championship right down the road. Yeah. Because, uh, you know... Nebraska is choosing to shave from the walk-on program. It's not because they want to get away from what used to work. It's the fact that, no, they want to, like you said, be right more times than not. And two, you know, kind of combat the growth of college football down the ranks just, from D2 to FCS to NAIA to JUCO, et cetera. I just think there's so, there's so much to think about, too, for – you know, the student athletes, because it's a lot of times, as you know, man, it's not just going to boil down to the school name. It's do I have the opportunity to play and can I chase my dreams? And a lot of times the functional part of that is where it gets a little blurry. And then add in one more to this mix, the transfer portal. Yeah. You don't have room for walk-ons hardly anymore yeah. because at any point you can go out and say, hey, mind you. This is coming from a good place. Who's better, the walk-on or the transfer? Yeah, and so the interesting thing is, is I, I don't know. I wish it were always going to be that linear, but I don't know if it is, Drew Down, because I think fit matters more than anything in, in 2023 in college. Shoot in athletics in Right, general. but can you, would you rather find fit in a transfer or would you rather find fit in the walk-on? The transfer has a, a higher likelihood of playing. No, maybe being better, but I don't know about fit, though, right? Because I think it's easier. Ah, that's tough. I think it's easier for somebody that has had college experience to get, have a like comp where it's more portable. Okay, I saw him play against such and such, so I can see him play against such and such. But the the want to and fit, if somebody's willing to take less money to come be a part of what you're doing, how much does that factor into the quote-unquote comp 
when you're looking at fit for your culture. And fit's a big thing for Nebraska, as we know. Matt I think Rule it's a, looks I think for it's fit, a fit for a lot of, else. For a lot of schools that want to do it and have some long-term success. I just, I just think we'd be, we'd be negligent to think that a walk-on wouldn't get pushed down the roster. No, I, I mean, I understand, I, understand the, I understand the premise. I, I see it happen a ton more in basketball now than I am in, in football because I think football coaches are still reluctant with the ultimate team game to compromise the development piece a lot less than I think basketball coaches are sometimes that can flip a roster tomorrow. doesn't always work like that in football. And, and shoot, remember that's one of the first questions I asked Bob when we had him on is, how does it, is it just me or does there seem to be a difference in transfer portal success between basketball and football? And, and it's not just because basketball has smaller numbers because you think if there's a contaminant or something that wasn't part of the process that wasn't going to go right, it would reveal itself a lot easier with smaller numbers Meet me at the rim. than it would with big numbers. Football, you can hide a guy if it doesn't pan out, mm-hmm. and it's no big deal. Yeah, right? well, so I, I, I just didn't think it, it was stands out more in basketball as as easy as saying, well, you know, smaller numbers, easier impact, because it can be to the ne- no big deal. It can be to the negative too. As you take a look at college basketball as well, I would tend to say if you're in the transfer portal and you move wouldn't you also say that that guy is going to be a starter on the another team? Yeah. It just depends when, on why they're leaving. At least it, what I've seen this year. You you leave a program and you go somewhere else and we're always talking like, "Oh, this guy transferred from SMU. This guy transferred from Florida. Florida. This guy transferred from Clemson." And it's like, "Huh. They transfer and they're getting a boatload of playing time, and also they are benefiting from that. Take Keontae Johnson, for mm-hmm. example. Like This is a guy that left Florida and is now thriving on the basketball court at K-State. Is it because he got more time? Is it because he, is it because he got – was it a better fit? I, I just think you get coaches sometimes that don't want what comes with older guys wanting to change locations and try to – rehab or fix or have that be a fifth than they are willing to invest. What about Jack Nungy going to Xavier? No, I listen, so the isolated examples I, I listen, I totally understand. But when you're on your when you're on your second school and for sometimes these guys so is Amani Bates talent so is is it so overflowing that you're gonna take him at a at a Mac school coming from Memphis Versus going to get a high school talent that you can grow and develop. Do coaches want to take that grow and develop? So what I'm saying when I ask the question rhetorically is sometimes it's so if I can look in your suitcase a lot easier, you get a you get a more critical set of eyes. So it's not always a bonus that you're coming over from college to college because sometimes that tightens the scrutiny too. Because remember, it's a really tight circle. So coaches can pick up the phone and say, hey, what was going on with, with such and such that he couldn't make it at your program to come over to mine? When in high school, you're more apt to maybe give a benefit of the – you could be. I'm not saying for sure. You could be more apt to give the benefit of the doubt because there's more room for growth. Well, if you look at that same example from the other – side of things if you take a transfer and you look through their baggage because you can see it like a clearer image like you said 
and you take that guy, I mean, because you have a better opportunity of that guy then panning out because you chose to take that guy based on everything that you saw, everything that you knew. You don't have to even touch him if he's in the transfer portal. But when I'm talking about a guy moving from one place to another, obviously you've done your due diligence. You've looked into it and said, hey, this is going to work. So in in that side of things, coaches are more prone to taking him than a high school kid nowadays. And we talked about this either yesterday or two days ago. COVID kind of helped that. Well, that was going to be interesting. We'll see what happens, how it recalibrates. Because everybody gets years. an extra year. When how it recalibrates, because the market's going to reset in two years. Hey, our poll question of the day to DB as we uh, finish up our thoughts on college basketball is this, and it's pretty simple. Will Nebraska make the NIT? Mm. It's a fairly simple question, but it has also a little bit of baggage to it as well. Yeah. Um, Wherever your thoughts are, um, you can vote at H Varsity Radio on that question. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock myself here for a second. I just said we had a poll question, and I know I didn't tweet it out today. <laughs> I know I didn't tweet that out. Well, that's what happens when <laughs> I, I don't even recognize what we're doing. <laughs> so I I'm gonna say the poll question, and then at the break I'm going to post the poll question. That's that's something I would do. Hey, welcome to my world. See, it happens. At least I know you're human. So, do you have any responses? I mean, <laughs> funny guy. You. Sorry, Shane, I can't hear you all the way up here. What was that? <laughs> Don't put that crap on me. Wow. My man jumped into my vehicle this morning. That was hilarious. <laughs> jumped like a hop, skip, and a jump? No, <laughs> I, I crawled up into it. Oh, you crawled. I climbed up into. Oh, it. you climbed! Uh, Were you wearing a harness? I t- I, I had the seat warmer on. For a parachute, him and, I, and I said, "Hey, you know, is that?" Uh, is Please tell me he complained about the seat. I said, "If it's too warm, man, you can turn that off." He goes, uh, "He likes hot buns." He like, "No, remember? I, I like it." He likes hot buns. I like it. He says, "You know, I get cold easy." <laughs> yeah, man, I know. Hey, uh, short blood supply. Coming up next, uh, you know, there's a lot just happening this weekend. You know what? What are you most looking forward to? Right there, There's a ton from college baseball starting up. Uh, Omaha hockey has another big series in Miami. You have Nebraska facing Maryland, Creighton St. John's, Nebraska women against Iowa women. There's a whole bunch to talk about. We'll do that next. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. Wearing the Nebraska gear today is Damon Benning. Wearing Coffee and Cream is Andrew Rogers. Wearing a stocking cap inside like he always does is Shane Schillerberg. And uh, we are happy to have you with us for this live show at Hale Varsity Club. Lots going on this weekend. Tons. And it all begins with college baseball. Opening weekend. I was just going to ask you before we got started. Yeah, go ahead. Weekend in baseball. Did you see a uh, mutual interest with Biennium and the Commanders? I did the see deal, that. Nice work. Now they're fast-forwarding that the deal could be done as soon as today. Which still blows my mind. That's Why kind of some- leave the Chiefs? Something. I, why leave the Chiefs for another OC job? Doesn't make sense to me at well, all. Ex- <laughs> except for the scenario that I was asking you about or telling you about a couple of days ago. Maybe his job with the Chiefs isn't all that mm-hmm. we assume it to be when we talk about 
OC. I just don't know how you can't be calling. happy, right? When and, you're unless, unless he's not calling plays. Or you, or something. How much money is that dude making? Uh, maybe he feels like he's capped. Maybe he feels like. Well, I wish I had his cap. I, I've done as much as I can do. I'll tell you what, though. As, as much as I say, why would you leave this? Why would you leave that? This is what I'll get into. I am a big proponent of if you're feeling comfortable, get uncomfortable. Maybe he felt like he was getting comfortable in that job and he wanted a new spark. He wanted something different. We've seen that when people leave jobs all the time. There are numerous media members that you can just talk to that say, hey, I got out of media because I just lost that fire. I lost that passion. Yeah. And I wanted to do something different. Maybe that's the enemy when it comes to coaching. Maybe he wanted something different. Maybe this helps, like you said yesterday, progress him to a head coaching job if he proves that he can do that in Washington, so, if he proves he can make it. I, you know, the, the weird thing about that is, if, if you're the enemy, what makes the situation that much more advantageous with the commanders? I mean, two equally tough divisions. Uh, you're leaving a better quarterback. For what quarterback? <laughs> right? Well, apparently not Heineke if he's cool with being a backup. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just think, it, I just think it's interesting. It is, it is interesting. Uh, I, I'm still more on the side of why would you leave the defending Super Bowl champs in a year that people said you were resetting your lineup. I'm not I'm not all in on the whole Travis Kelsey, hey, everybody thought we were going to lose this year. Not to say ev- people didn't say that, but you also had the third best preseason odds to win the Super Bowl to open the year. Yeah, but I do think I, – listen, I, see, we got into this with uh, Georgia – Right, and I defended the Georgia guys too, just like I'm going to defend Kelsey. There's enough people when you're an alpha that don't think that you're going to do something to 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 be the catalyst. So if I'm Jalen Carter or whomever else, you, I mean, we can make jokes in the media. I've gone through this. Oh, nobody thought we were going to win. Well. If nobody's 15 people and it's the right 15 people in their sphere of influence that didn't pick them to win the SEC because of all those guys being gone on defense or whatever, see, that's value to them. So if, if Kelsey says, if, what if he's watching an ESPN show and the panel of four, which is exactly what happened, and it's been tweeted out numerous times where nobody on that set – Picked the Chiefs to win the AFC West and went as far as one of the guys, the former player, went as far as to call Justin Herbert the best quarterback in the division. What if that's what? What if that's what he's talking about? I'm not gonna make. It's too present your case better. It's not too low. Well, like we don't have to know it all either. Like we don't have to. We don't have to listen to that and be like, oh man, and crack jokes. What do you mean we don't have to listen? He does. He said it four times. We don't have three days. He doesn't have to present his case better. It's what he feels. Who gives a crap what we think? Like Kelsey has to. Who gives a crap what we think? Kelsey. Kelsey Kelsey has to explain. Kelsey obviously gives a crap of what we think. No, he he's That's not what, saying it because he gives a crap. He's saying it because he wants those people to know that yeah, we heard it and we didn't like what was said. It doesn't maybe it's not keeping him up at night. Maybe a guy just says that for the feather in his cap to say I told you so. Hey, it doesn't ha- why would Kel- why 
That is so self-righteous, it's driving me crazy. Why would Kelsey have to defend himself in an interview after winning the Super Bowl to explain while he maybe, and I don't even know if it was that panel, but maybe he was, whatever he saw. It's not accepted the Super Bowl. But time out, though. But time out. Hang on, though. Did you pick the Chiefs to win the AFC West? I don't even know if I made predictions. So I heard about Russell Wilson coming to the Broncos. I heard yeah, about sure. the Raiders being of this hot team. Yeah. Everybody liked the Chargers. Sure. Like, how much is enough ammo to validate See, what he said? I don't think I ever bet against Mahomes. Okay, that's cool. But do we have to operate in that extreme continuum that nobody – are we hung up on the fact s- that he said – I didn't say that people he, didn't say it because there were plenty of people. There were yeah, clips that he came does, out but that he, he doesn't it. owe us an explanation, though. And you know what? Maybe that was the wrong thing to say in that moment. But to further what you were saying is that you said maybe it's not keeping him up at night, right? You know, he said it once, say it once, makes sense. But he said it like five times. But here's the deal, though. When you read, so if you So play, obviously it mattered to him. Because when you get to that level, you'll grab every inch you can to keep you dialed in so you don't. Totally. Motivation so you to don't rest. Motivation to thing. I'm completely I, there. I it it I drives but me. But it became lighter crazy. Fluid, man. It became uh, lighter. I get fluid. it because we don't have anything else better to do, so we harped on it. But if it's good for them, I'm cool. Like I, I don't know, man. I can't I can't explain that enough. If like and I gave the example with Jalen Carter. If he's listening to Fine Bomb. And maybe it says more about Jalen Carter than anything or whomever else. And people don't think Georgia is going to win a national championship. That's all they need to hear. If if four people on a panel, which this – and I keep saying that because the mm-hmm. show actually happened. There's a there's a Chiefs Twitter account that went through the litany of negative comments about the Chiefs. That's good enough for me if I'm a competitor – if I want to use that as fodder or reference mm-hmm. it after I win, he doesn't have to exp- You, He's not going to get into, hey, you know what, though? There's 30% of the people out there that did think you guys were going to win, or <laughs> there's 35% of the people out there that did think you were going to win. If it's 60% that didn't, that's plenty. If it's 50% know. that didn't, that's plenty. You could if it's, it's 40% that didn't, what if that's plenty. And if it's 2%, it's plenty? I don't know, but you're watching the four-letter network, and you're seeing nobody pick you to win the con- – the, You your look division. at all the media members everywhere. Your, your division, though. Your division. And remember, Vegas sets the line. It's not like the media go, sits in the back room of seven and is like, hey – and it's easy to say those things whenever you have a younger team. Yeah. It's easy to make that claim so whenever people I, I, I move just, around. I just think it's disingenuous to to use Vegas interchangeable. Halfway through the season, did interchangeable. Did I change my mind halfway with, through the season? With the media, the media doesn't set the media doesn't set the betting market. Correct, because Vegas knows all. It's scripted. <laughs> <laughs> the back of your head is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hurt my hamstring in week two. All right, Marshawn Lynch. Hey, I don't like pigs. Hey. See, that's what I'm not about to do. That thing wet? That thing wet, man. <laughs>
That was two chains. Me and my partner, two chains. Oh, you man. can always have a good time with him. That ain't wet. That ain't wet, man. That ain't wet. I'm not on it, Avery. I know you're a Chiefs fan. I'm not on it. I'm oh, buying what man. DB's selling over here. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm buying it. Are you? Yeah. Shay knows I'm convincing. Plus, I gave him a ride, so he's probably partial to me right now. Yeah. Next time you hook him up, he'll be yeah. like, I'm, t- I'm Team Ruru. <laughs> it was Team Ruru after I gave him a waffle the other day. I'll take it. Oh, Shane, we kick sure we care. Hey, you know, we didn't even touch on what's happening this weekend. <laughs> what is we kinda happening? kind of went down a rabbit hole. Um, there's a lot happening. Yeah, there's a lot happening. So, uh, By the way, we miss you and those win last night, too, in hoops. Right. Which was a good one. A good comeback win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Fiddler may have got, finally got it going. And that's a team that always finds a way to, like, sneak some late. <laughs> now we just need them to sneak some in a row. Yeah. Like, we got to compile numbers. Tough, tough conference, though. Very tough. Oh, the Summit is nuts, and Oral Roberts is so good. They were my team to come out of the Summit um, about three weeks ago. Now, how hot of a take is that? I mean, how many conference games has Oral Roberts lost? One? Hey, so two? what is... It's not a hot take. I don't, I don't know if you saw But they are a team that I did say would go to, like, the round of 32 or the Sweet 16, potentially. They have the they have the talent to do it. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, is the Summit title still run through s- Oral? S- the, the Dakotas? Oh, yeah. That's a good... Not this year. Yeah. Ooh. Not this year. That's kind of a hot take, though, because it <laughs> normally does. <laughs> hey, we're playing Doggy Dog next. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. You know the drill. It's Dog Eat Dog VDB time. And what that means is he's not in his chair. He has to go outside because he can't hear the trivia questions that are about to come his way. It's Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Uh, we are live from the h and Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club for our live show. Everybody out there enjoying pancakes, bacon, potatoes, eggs, any style. It's a fantastic spread. Good on Chef Nick uh, for putting that together. Let's play the game, though. I want to welcome in our guy. I'm going to turn my camera here. Our guy, Joe. There he is. He's a little blurry right now, but it focused up. Nice blues jacket. Of course. So, full disclosure, Joe is my brother in town this weekend, and I said, hey, guess what? Since you're coming to the live show, you can play trivia against DB. And I'm going to beat DB. I love it. I love the tenacity. <laughs> Older brother. Older brother, yep. He looks a little more Not mature. Not wiser. <laughs> what? He looks a little bit more mature. Huh? What? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, it's because of the goatee. <laughs> Uh, so, Joe, big sports fan. Absolutely. Big St. Louis sports fan. Just so you know, none of these questions are St. Louis sports related. Well, so, good luck. Um, but you like trivia. Hey, always. So, uh, let's get through this. Here's how it works. You'll get three questions and then a tiebreaker. I'll give you the answer choices. But when DB comes back, he will not get the choices. Sound good? So, that's golden, golden mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I don't want to see anything from the peanut gallery. Last time we had that and uh, Kendall went through. Three for three, and it wasn't even close because we had ten people. Yeah, she's uh, going to give me the answer. Yep, yep, no. No shot. Here we go. Question number one. Two nights ago, Nikola Jokic recorded his 14th triple-double in his last 20 games. He is the second player in NBA history to record 14 triple-doubles over a 20-game span. What active NBA player did he join in that company? Is it Russell Westbrook, Luka Doncic, 
or LeBron James? Ooh, that's tough. I want to say it's Luka, just because that's sticking out to me, because I want to say he just had that, but but then it's LeBron, he's the GOAT, so it's like, ah, that's tough. I'm going to go... I'm going to go probably – I got to go with LeBron. I got to feel like that's – LeBron. I think that's okay. a lock. Question number two. Beside the Eagles, the last time a Super Bowl participant lost both coordinators in the same offseason was 2016. What team fell victim to that? Good. <laughs> so beside the Eagles, the last time a Super Bowl participant lost both coordinators was in 2016. Who fell victim to that? Was it the Patriots, the Seahawks, or the Falcons? I think it's the Patriots. And question number three. The Winnipeg Jets currently have the most wins in the Western Conference. What were the Jets originally called? Were they the Thrashers, the Coyotes, or the Whalers? That's an easy one. I'm a hockey fan, so that is the Whalers. And uh, tiebreaker question, Joe. How many teams haven't won a Stanley Cup? Give me a number. Ooh, let me think. I think... I think it is, I want to say like eight or nine. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, is it over under or is it closest to? Just closest to. I'm going to go nine. I'm just going to go solid nine. He is going nine. All right. At this point where you are going to text DB. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jay Rich Download doesn't think you got one right. Really? Uh, We'll have to wait and see. So as we text DB to come back in. Joe, how are you feeling? Not very good. Not very good. Not very good. <laughs> All right. Well, you're playing because I just realized what I did. <laughs> you're playing for a Hill Varsity Club gift card. Well, hopefully, DB doesn't get anything. Avery, will you call I DB know. back in for me? That's what's making me mad. I wonder if Damon's feeling trivia today. He was a he wasn't too confident when he sat down in the chair this morning. You know, I messed up on the on the NHL question. Oh, I did. Oh, I was right. <laughs> Unbelievable. You, you can stay on. Uh, maybe maybe DB uh, ha- has one of those days too. I need him to have one of those days. <laughs> oh no! I'm, I made a stupid mistake. Confident. I made a stupid mistake. Can't be as bad as I did one time. Hey, think do, you he, do you think he knows the difference between the College World Series and, <laughs> and the World the Series? World Series? <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you're one step ahead. <laughs> TV, you excited for this? Uh, I'm trying to get on a winning streak. Yeah, well, you're trying to knock Joe off from getting Hale Varsity Club gift cards here. Ooh. So are you a man of the people or are you a man of yourself? I don't know. When trivia rolls around, DB's a man of himself. (laughs) Here we go. You ready? Yep. All right. So two nights ago, Nikola Jokic recorded his 14th triple-double in the last 20 games. Uh He is the second player in NBA history to record 14 trip-dubs over a 20-game span. What active NBA player did he join in that company? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Question number two. Beside the Eagles, the last time a Super Bowl participant lost both coordinators in the same offseason was in 2016. What team fell victim to that? One more time. Beside the Eagles, the last time a Super Bowl participant lost both coordinators was in the same offseason, and that was 2016. Who fell victim to that? New England Patriots. And question number three. The Winnipeg Jets currently have the most wins in the Western Conference. What were the Jets originally called? 
They were the bombers. And no. Wait, who was the Nordiques? That was Quebec. No, the bombers. No, that's CFL. <laughs> Winnipeg was... Fudge. Remember, you do have a Hail Mary left. Yeah, give me a Hail Mary. Was it the Thrashers, the Coyotes, or the Whalers? Uh, they were the Thrashers. And the tiebreaker question, DB, how many teams haven't won a Stanley Cup? Nineteen. Nineteen. Haven't won? Yeah. All right. Seems high, doesn't it? <laughs> it does seem high, but uh, we'll see how you did. All right, let's go through the answers here. Two nights ago, Nikola Jokic recorded his 14th triple-double in his last 20 games. Second player in NBA history to have 14 trip-dubs over 20 games. What active NBA player did he join in that company? Joe, you said LeBron. DB, you said Russell Westbrook. And the answer is Russell Westbrook. Let's go. Do you remember the? You remember that big stretch of years that he had like tripped up? Yeah, I'm mad at myself because I was with the, the Thunder and I should have known that. <laughs> there he is. He's back. Unbelievable! It's unbelievable. Back. I, I choked under the pressure. <laughs> Being the first time it's on the so, radio, I mean, it was it was nerve wracking. It is. He is a radio version. But I've had some blunders though. That's mm -hmm. the World Series one may not have been my worst one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think back to another. I pulled one. The, How about the the phone provider? Oh, yeah. We, I asked for a phone <laughs> provider, and you, you said Apple. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I remember listening <laughs> to that like, podcast. I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, I'm for the I've, carrier, DB. I've had, I've had some doozies now. <laughs> All right. Question number two. So, DB up 1-0. Question number two. Beside the Eagles, the last time a Super Bowl participant lost both coordinators in the same offseason was 2016. What team fell victim to that? You both said the Patriots. You're both incorrect. It oh, is the really? Atlanta Falcons. Okay. So Shanahan went to the 49ers, and the D.C. Mm. got fired <laughs> and ended up uh, going to the Chargers, yeah, I think. He should have gotten fired. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. It's all right. DB didn't know that either. I know. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't feel that bad. Patriots are the safe bet, though. So I know he got the next question right, and I know I got it wrong because <laughs> I just am dumb. <laughs> what was the, ne this the next The next question was, uh, so the Jets currently have the most points oh. in the Western Conference. What were the Jets originally called? Mm -hmm. Joe, you said the Whalers. DB, you said the Thrashers. It is indeed the Thrashers. Yeah. The lifeline helped me because I knew I just needed a – I almost went with the Nordiques. Yeah. I know. So the Bomber – it's CFL. It's I love how you, like, mapped it out, though, in your head because yeah. you're like, Bombers. Nope, Nordiques. Nope, I'm going back Bombers. Wait, that's it. CFL. And I'm like, <laughs> what did we just do for the last five seconds? <laughs> do you not work with me? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I I got I go through these weird bouts of self processing. It's and I think out loud. It's kind of nerve wracking. Ar tiebreaker question: How many teams haven't won a Stanley Cup? Uh, I was taken back by your answer of nineteen. Me too. I know. I wanted to say twelve, but uh, Joe, you said nine, and the answer is twelve. Yeah. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's impressive. I, I wanted. I to, do you know why I didn't say twelve? Because it was too clean of a number. So you went with nineteen. Uh, so I went with nineteen. Did you know how many teams are in the NHL, DB? Uh, 31. That is correct. Yep. So you're telling me <laughs> yeah, that, that's only, 19. that only 12 teams have won. <laughs> Man, I might have gone 0 for 3, but that, that, 
Could have been the worst answer. <laughs> <laughs> that a boy. Hey, hey, I'm consistent. See, you you haven't even met Daniel. He's <laughs> blues fan. He's killed my some. A lot of times, I, I process out loud. Uh-huh. So I'll say some things that come across as kind of stupid, but I don't really mean them as actual facts. Where I'm just thinking. And he's very good at reminding me of the dumb things <laughs> that I say out loud. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's kind of how I, I'll, I'll get there eventually. Savage. Uh, Joe, so That's unfortunately, unfortunately, DB got you. But we'll still give you a gift card. We'll give him a $10 gift card. Yeah, hey, okay. I, love I, that. Think, I think we did that whenever. People that make decisions are here. They can do that. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think we did She, she that. didn't give me any of the answers. She wasn't giving me any head nods uh, or nothing. She's probably just she laughing. No, Avery, Avery's still in Wonderland after watching the Chiefs parade. So. <laughs> Was that not wild, though? How many people were there? Or Yeah. Yeah. It, it, so when they <laughs> say things like mm-hmm. between 500,000 and a million Imagine having that window. Just the mark. <laughs> right? Well, did you see Mahomes gave the trophy to just some random yeah, fan the, and left, yeah, walked the, away? I'm like, <laughs> so do you know when I saw that? Do you know I didn't think it was? I said, that can't be the real trophy because he's not even that's trying what, to go get it that's back. That's what I said. I said, there's no way that's the real trophy. But how about the look that he gave when your boy dr- threw him the beer and he, it was like short? Uh-huh. <laughs> he rolled his eyes like. Really? He's like, let me throw a pass. <laughs> that's, that's all you yeah, got? That, that's why I'm the quarterback here in town and not you. I make a living being accurate. <laughs> hey, Joe, thanks for playing, man. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll Look hang out up. after the show, of course. Hey, coming Sounds up next, we're going to talk to the bald man, Mike Sauter, here on Coffee and Cream. With Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mike Sauter. I, I would agree, Damon. Mike Sauter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mike Sauter. Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Mike, Mike Sauter. Indeed he is. Mike Sauter here with us at the 9 o'clock hour here on Coffee and Cream. You can't hear us? I, I can't hear. Oh, you sound fantastic You're plugged right in, now. though. He's in. And, and you're potted up. How's that, Mike? I hear it a little better now. Yep, I got it. Is that good? I got it. I can hear myself and you. Gosh, How about that? That's awful All DB had to do was touch the black to box, and it worked. <laughs> Stop it. Whoa, Stop whoa, it. whoa, whoa. Stop it. Stop it. You said, can, you just, can I just tell you that that, Stop it. that door is really <laughs> messing with my OCD? What door? Oh, that one? Walking yeah. in and out? Yeah, it's well, just no, open. It's just open. Because oh, now he's looking out at the chairs on top of tables, and he's thinking, what if a chair fell down off that table without to- anybody to- walking by? Totally it? distracted. I hear silverware and all that other type stuff. Hey, Mike, you know, it's great to see that you drove yourself this morning. At least I'm not getting dug out like Shane. Some <laughs> other man having to dig my car out. I know that. How was it a car? He's looking rain? at me like, I'm going to kill you. How was it waking up yesterday and thinking, man, I can't drive my car? Uh not great. Because you, you obviously went to state pretty early. Yeah. To the CHI. I needed, my, I needed our, our friend Cody to come get me because I drive a car with 20-inch wheels, <laughs> so it wasn't going to make it. Uh, he was quick to tell us. I, you know what? I, I, I had a plan. I created a plan. I stuck to the plan, and it worked. And you got there, and you got home, and safe yeah. as a kitten. My wife came and picked me up. In her, you know, Ford Explorer, four-wheel drive car. Why didn't you just take that? Uh, kids. Got it. Yeah. So, Grandma had to watch kids yesterday. Because of that, you know, she had to drive them. And 
We'd rather be safer with kids in the car than, than me. You I don't matter as much, <laughs> I guess. No, I get that. Yeah. Man, so, but that's why. That's why. Hey, what were your takeaways from day one? Oh, uh, mm. of wrestling, state yeah, wrestling, state wrestling. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of. They are who they thought they were. Uh, Millard South's really good. Uh, Aquinas and D's really good. Um, Class B is very much so up in the air. Um, Bennington has a chance, but losing potentially Ratonia. Uh, we'll see today if he can go. He's got a big eye that uh, popped on him last night after taking a hit to it. So that's a lot of team points that you lose. But I guess if he could wrestle, if he can wrestle back and uh, and get that done, then that would will certainly help them. Scott's pretty good. We I've asked you know on our Mike Chuck podcast, which is just state res- which is just high school wrestling. We asked multiple times this year, "Is Scott back?" And uh, yesterday they were pretty good. Solidified so, that claim for you. Kate Zell is a monster. Yeah, can you believe going in? He was only ranked fourth. That's crazy. I mean, just a lot of ups and downs. Rest he didn't quick. play. He didn't. He missed a lot of time because of the knee. Yeah. But that dude is relentless. His first round match, that he that kid out there wanted nothing to do. He didn't want to be there. <laughs> was was he like fell down <laughs> over it? He's like, I'm out of here. Just take it. <laughs> yeah. He's and, like, and I and I think. Um, you know, Jace, his brother's going to Nebraska. He's going to pitch. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think right. he just made that yeah. announcement not too long ago. Yeah. So a lot going on in that Good family. He made there. me miss Kale yesterday. No, I didn't. Sure did. I'm sorry, I did not. Yeah, we're talking to uh, well, no, wait. He's here. Kale Lortzen, who's going for four state titles. You'll see it. You could see him tonight or tomorrow. He'll be a, the big story tomorrow because he's – him and um, I guess Reagan Galloway is – Technically going for four to the, the girl from Amherst who is a machine. Um, but she, you know, she had the NS, NWSCA, Nebraska Wrestling Coaches Association, whatever that is, um, their state titles before it was sanctioned. So she's going for her fourth if you count that. And, uh, and Kale's the only one going for four. He's really good and... His quarterfinal match lasted all – well, he made it to the second period. I wouldn't know. I didn't so. see him. The girls were, like, fantastic yesterday. There was a lot of excitement. Oh, fun. yeah. Well, so I the, the reason was, I, the I, reason I didn't great. see him was because Sauter goes, hey, there are three matches going on at the same time. Same time, time and, on the girls' and, side. And, yeah. You're going to want to watch this. Well, and he goes, Matt, three has Kale. Matt, four has Rossiter. Uh-huh. And he goes, man, Zoe's over there. On, on, on like eight, eight in the corner. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, dude, I need highlights of, of yeah. Zoe, and I have to get highlights of Kale, too. Like, can you go shoot it? Yeah. And I'm like, man, I really wanted to watch Kale, but, like, I'll go watch Zoe. And Zoe did a great job of going the distance. Yeah, and it was that, great. It was uh, a number one yeah, good reversal wrestler, yeah. to get the two points that she needed. Um, Not to be all about Westside here today, especially girls wrestling, because, you know, my friend <laughs> Bob Mulligan is the head coach, but them getting all five girls into the semifinals is huge. For team yeah. points. Huge. I think if you going into it, if they would have gotten three, if you said three, that would have been um, a good goal. Really good, yeah, of the five. So they're, I think, right there, second place behind South Sioux City, which just has a ton of numbers. So it's kind of in Grand Islands right in there, too, on the girls' side. You could make the case that, and I, and listen, it's, Rossiter may be the most talented. She's hurt, so she's kind of a shell of herself, and she's still managing to win. But 
Piper Zadiska is wrestling the best right her, now. And first she, time she wrestles a lot how I envision she wrestles the closest to what I think guys wrestle. Right. Of of anybody on that roster, she's a lot of so impressive. Use a lot of brute force and stuff like that too. Her fitness is top notch right now. She shoots. She's not afraid to double. She first time she ever beat that girl was last night. And you know what? And if if I'm uh, and I forget the young lady from Bellevue East, she's probably kicking herself because that's just how difficult wrestling is. She went from having Piper in potential trouble to a Quick hip flip, yeah, bam, yeah. she's on her back. Yeah. Like, that's how quickly it can be over. And we yeah. saw it a couple times. We saw four, We saw 11-2. We saw yeah. a fall, a yeah. tech fall. We saw, how about Abdi from from Brian. Brian, yeah, he was down 11-5, comes back to win 12, 14-12. Uh, victory. Yeah. In, in uh, overtime, that was like, that, that would have been a, a pretty sizable upset, I think. Yeah, so. because he's third right now. Is he ranked? Yeah, mm-hmm. we saw two number ones go down in B though already mm-hmm. in the boys, right? Yeah, and Durden in uh, from Papillion defending champ lost yesterday too in the quarter. So um, at one oh three one, you know what's crazy? Six. Anything like that can happen. I remember watching a kid in well City. a lot of a l- but like when you have like your Tyson Terry's and guys like that right. and Joel Adams who's. Well, well, so that's what I was going to say. A name slipping on me. West Sioux kid, smaller, um, went on to wrestle in college. Same type of thing, though. Like, right. you going to be a four-timer, has, like, pretty much never lost. I think he was, like, two losses in mm. his entire career. You would think, like, oh, it's a lock yeah. that he goes. And he lost in the uh, semifinals. Right. And he lost to somebody. And this is how you beat someone, in, like, the best wrestler in the state. For anybody out there that is... Playing underdog, playing spoiler today and into the rest of the weekend. That's every day of my life. Yeah, that is true. That is true. The guy that stays mad at the world. He's yeah. The way to win those. Tell me I can't do something. Find out. The way to win those (laughs) type of matches is what? It's going deep. Deep. Yeah. All you have to do is you got to go deep and you have to win 2 1. Yeah. Like that's how people beat the, the best of the best. Yeah. You out. Duel them. Right. Yeah. Um, good. Lot, I got to find that name. A lot going on, man. With There's a lot going on this week. You've, you've got state softball changes. Do you you got to like that move, right? Well, I do because I have to be out there. Um, for non-selfish reasons. Yeah. but And it opens up that Friday night a little bit for football too, right? So, um, you know, last year was the last week of the regular season, I believe, for football. And so last year I went to – uh, Ravenna and Riverside because I needed something close to Hastings. So it's a good move. Um, it's a very, I, I think softball coming to, you know, either o- it was going to be Omaha or Lincoln. It was going to be uh, Bolin or um, uh, UNO or Omaha's facility, which is fantastic. Um, a lot, what a lot of people don't think about, I think in this situation is it's <laughs> the, Frankly, the NSA really, care, really, really, really cares about ticket sales. And uh, you look at what happened last year when that was at Anderson uh, in the, for baseball in the spring. They sold a lot of tickets. That's pretty much what the move is. And they just want a little bit nicer facility. It gives a couple days off too, right? So I kind of um, like that. I know people, a, a few complaints have been um, 
what about you know they're oh they're playing on dirt the whole year and then now they play now they have to go play on turf well i don't know find a turf football field if you make it to the championship game on like sunday or saturday to practice or something right like find somewhere to go um to wow. get some ground <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. mike Sauter here for for sympathy well it's just like it doesn't come on right like and and frankly like i know in omaha you look at gretna they have a fantastic facility it's all turf um and and girls have played softball on turf before but it's a really good move and and also another thing that the nsa board and nsa needs to think about too is title nine stuff like Oh, so state baseball is at this such facility, and, such, yeah. and it's going to be on TV, and you know, like putting Nebraska public over the air TV, yeah. and uh, oh wait, our games are not. And as far as I mean, those are thoughts that they have to have, and um, that that's that's kind of all that kind of mm-hmm. played into it. I know Dan Masters worked really hard on. I like him me- a lot. He's fantastic. Uh, on meeting with certain people and talking to Hastings. Hastings still gets it, like the the large part of it. They were cool with it. Um, the people that run the facility and all that, they were they were cool with it. They are making changes to the Hastings complex too, like they're expanding the bathrooms and uh, a few different things So uh, to make it a little better for, for teams because um, they want to keep it, right? It, it's an economic boom. People stay in hotels and restaurants and all that sure. stuff. It, it really is for for that weekend. We got into a pretty spirited discussion. Ooh, was it last week about um, you know Chucky Hepburn and kind of how he was treated and booing versus oh, not yeah. booing and yeah, things yeah. like that? And uh, we watched Gonzaga last night. And was it last week? I think it was Hunter, this week. Yeah, and Hunter Salas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about. Uh, Which Vir- boy was Brian? A- was Virginia Brian Edward Wong on LMU? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he was pretty good. He yeah. pushed on the total <laughs> he and he did. nailed. Uh, but LMU, Mar- Maryland, Maryland was a no-brainer too. Yeah. So I'm mean, oh, good yeah. on good, good on him. But I, I just meant like that one play of hey Gonzaga like kicked the living. What was that? Out of him. Was that 108? Was it 105? 65? Something the like 108 that. 108 to like 68. Yeah. Something burn, like that. B- burn burner. Right. <laughs> well, it was 78 to 35 at one point, <laughs> and there was like 14 minutes to play. I, so safe to say early on here, Mike, that Chucky's had the advantage. But of, in, in Jason Green is, is redshirting. But of right. the Trouts, the Greens, the Hepburns, the Salases, those guys that were kind of compared in their classes, it's going to come up again in football right. with this with this upcoming group. We saw it with Betts and Watts. Right. I mean, people just do that for for the top they just the classes. Will be, like yeah. who, Chucky? Then who's going to be next mm. for you? Uh, you know, early on, I guess Chucky. Early on, Chucky's going to, and this is something we've had. He's the face of the promos. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy, right? And. Uh, Something we've talked about a lot for a long time. Chucky was going to be a really good college basketball player. Yeah. Hunter still has the maybe long-term potential to be a good to yeah. be a good pro. Yeah, probably right? needs a different fit. Defensively, all that. Yeah, like he's, he's, be- he's become a, he's become quite the defensive. He's long, quick twitchy, Stopper. all those things. I I will say this, there's been uh air quotes reporting on transfer, potential transfer on those type of kids. And um, I would say this. I feel very comfortable in saying this publicly because I talk to people and not playing the rumor. Um, I would say if there's a good possibility Trout is probably going to leave. Yep. And I would say if he does, I would 
lean heavily on a Creighton. Um, girlfriend plays volleyball at Creighton. Uh, that's been talked like, about for months. Yeah, I mean, months. a long time. Yeah, so I, I would say that's a, a realistic possibility. Hunter, on the other hand, um, I would I would put it at maybe 50-50 if he even leaves at all. I mean, if he does, he's got to find out who else is staying, who's not. I think he wants more minutes. I'm pretty sure his family wants mm-hmm. him to play more. All of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, w- I will say this. If, if he does leave uh, Arizona because Coach Lloyd is the one that recruited him to Gonzaga, clearly in the conversation there, uh, would be in the conversation there. I don't think Nebraska is a realistic possibility. I, 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 I absolutely um, don't think that is. I uh, personally would say a Kansas. Um, Alabama would probably be there because they were kind of there at the end in high school too. Um, I wouldn't rule out a Creighton either. Maybe. Mm-hmm. if they, It depends on how their roster shakes yeah. out and opens up and who leaves and who doesn't and goes pro and all that stuff. But I, I would – if I was a betting man today, right now today, and I and if he leaves, I think it's a big if as far as Hunter, I would I w- I would lean towards Kansas. You know, you or mentioned, Arizona. You, you mentioned Bama, and uh, this is a conversation that we had right at the top of the eight o'clock hour, um, because when the update came out that Carter Nelson got the offer from Bama, yeah. an eight-man player, which is kind of crazy in today's world to think an eight-man player would get recognized by hey, that big of a Hey, school. go off for track. Everybody, but, go off for track. Do track. But but <laughs> what, I, what I was going to ask you this is, you know, the conversation we had was just the state of Nebraska is producing more and more FBS yeah. players yeah. And, and more than ever well, at this FCS point. FCS too. Yeah, and FCS too. And, and, you know, a lot of credit goes to recruiting profiles, game mm-hmm. footage, things like that. But, like, how crazy is it that we live in a world today that a, a guy that plays eight-man football in a, in a small town in Nebraska gets well, noticed at – worth Nebraska, too. Right. It's, like, not That gets noticed close, at, by Alabama. Right? Yeah. Like, how crazy is that that that's the world we live in today? You're taking a private jet in Norfolk and you're driving a bit, right, like to get there even. So um, it's, it's pretty crazy. And it's like cool. I feel good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's cool um, to see all of these high school still, athletes get those offers. I would still say that it's I'm pretty – I would feel really good if you're Nebraska and with Carter Nelson. I just think at the end of the day that's probably what he ends up doing. Um, talk to him a little bit about different things like that. I mean, it's – his track athletic—I mean, it's high seven-foot high jumper. That—that's what mm-hmm. makes it pop, right? Like, I will say, and if, so the rec- other recruiting—if there uh, is a knock that he has yeah, too from like Michigan and other right, schools, yeah. Like when Notre Dame comes to see you in Ainsworth, that matters. Like that's kind of like whoa. I will say this though, like the eight-man level—if you're that dominant of an athlete, like team probably should win a little more. Like that's just my. Mm-hmm. I just no. I covered eight man a lot, and you know, if you played it, that now he's not the quarterback, dynamic. but at the same time, but he he played a little hybrid, right? I just think you probably should mm-hmm. win probably a little more if you're that dominant of a guy, right? In high school, yeah, that's interesting. Um, just because I mean, I'm I'm kind of in agreement there, right? Right, and and I and I always hear about Tape matters. And- I always well, hear eight man in particular. If we look at eleven man, like one player doesn't sell the show, and it's and it's just interesting, right? Because just having firsthand experience, obviously coaching Jalen mm-hmm. Lloyd, a gifted, freaky, deaky athlete, yeah. athlete, 
but it's going to have quite the transition. Right. I, I'm it's going to be saying, yeah. It's going to be very tough to transition playing physical five, yeah. you know, power five football uh, night in, For you know, him, day yeah. in, day out. So yeah. I, I get the, the base and the comp. Right, but even those guys. Now I talk to Jalen almost every other day, right? And he's getting ready for track now. Like he knows there's a certain level of physicality that he knows that the schools can't measure, that he wants to own up to, that he mm-hmm. thinks he can bring to the table. So there's there's so much more than goes in. It's into, more than run faster than everybody else. Yeah, because that right. has very little to do with whether you right. can function at a at a at a sport like football. Yeah, you I know, so. I mean, I, this I just, class is shaping up real good, though. The twenty four, wait, twenty twenty four class yeah. is shaping up real good. Yeah, yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> you <can> say that. <laughs> it's, I mean, you look at Teddy Rezac finally getting some burn. Yep. Right? Yeah, like, talked about him. He's had like, a hot. He's a dude. He's the dude that like because he's not the quarterback. Anthony is the quarterback. He's the one that during the Anthony got all the run during the season. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's. And I, I, it's a little probably slower of a process for Anthony as far as recruitment goes because he plays quarterback. And there's some question, is he just a – what is he? Is he dual threat or is he just a runner or, you know, is he just an athlete? Can he play other positions? I think that will all get sorted out, um, you know, in the coming few months here with camp season and all that. I'm not sure how much they'll actually camp because they play baseball. Mm-hmm. So uh, multi-sport guys, right? What do you think about uh, as districts get ready to settle in? Who do you think is important for them? Basketball. To host. Well, I I would say I th- Westside's on the brink, right? Yeah. Real tough. Um, got some help with Pius losing. And they're playing Fremont. some of their best basketball right now. Yeah, Pius losing to Fremont got some help there. Um, I think that one's important to host. I think uh, if Lincoln, all of them, if they can host, would be good. Um, prep clearly, if, you know, going to host, and that matters if it's a night game uh, versus, you know, the Saturday afternoon at 2 because yeah. just no one shows up. Um, I think that's important. Pius is a, can be hard to play at um, if they could sleep Yeah, we there. went there on a sleepy Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it did can be not, tough. Did not it's a little partic- dark. Particularly you know, well. Not, no window. <laughs> like it's just kind of um, – it's kind of a big – pitch gym uh you know one team i well you don't want to every two seed's going to be tough like they're going to be a tough team every two seed um but Car- well, any, any, anybody your, not named bellevue west right, is right, going tough. to be tough <laughs> yeah, in that it, it is it is i think it, it is, is wide very open. wide open as it as it has been all year and i will say you know um uh, see what millard north does tonight against bellevue west um I wish I could go to both the girls and boys games because I right. think they're both going to be really, really good. But I, I need to be at state wrestling. Semi- I just I do. Um, so I, I wish I could. And then Southwest, like I'll definitely be watching that girls game. Yeah, just where where I is just wa- I just want to see. You know, I think Miller Norris got some issues to address in terms of when they see these physical. Athletic Guard. backcourts, yeah. these guards. Mm-hmm. Like, that's been their Achilles. And mm-hmm. Mellon South and, again, Bellevue West both have that. And 
No coincidence. Those are, those are the teams that struggle with. <laughs> yeah. Those are their two losses. The depth certainly helps and matters, but you got to get. And they shoot points. it so well, but they got to keep those guards out of the paint. Or, yeah, figure out a way. Or 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 not let Maya Baba score twenty seven points in the first half. Yeah, like twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty two. Yeah. Just well, when she pulled up from the logo at Miller, <laughs> I, I almost left. I was like, yeah, that wasn't even a heat check. It was just like, hey, I'm going to do it. We're going right. to pop this off. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hey, hey watch this. <laughs> I'm going to do this because I can. So I just was like, eh, it's going to be one of those nights. There, there it's one of those shots, though, that you get pulled if you miss it. So Right. <laughs> Well, she'd made six before that, so I don't know. Well, I know, but like, but yeah, me and you, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. It was the, it was like, right? Yeah, it was oh, on yeah. the logo. She'll it was around. like 27 feet. Right. They just beat the press. She doesn't mess around. Not even so, thinking so about numbers. getting to the rim. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's nah. There's some big Pull games. On the logo. Cash. There's some. There's some big games. Really big games. Girl, uh, high school basketball yeah, tons. tonight. Um, you know, you have. Or the next two days. Miller North and Bellevue West is the top, right? That's mm-hmm. the number one game of the week. Gretna Southwest is tomorrow. Although, don't tell that to Westside because they, West ha- they, West ha- they handled Miller North yeah. pretty easily. Bell West, Westside's tomorrow afternoon. I, I'm going to try really hard to make it for the second half. I don't You're know in the middle of finals, though. I know. It starts at 5 15. I'm like, can it start at 7? If it starts at 7, I could make it. But right. uh, Creed at Platteview tonight is a big one. Big one. Yeah, Big, Matthew looked feel really real good, good in one, in that when one. I saw him at Heartland. Yeah. Tell you, really good. Crete's tough, though. Size, mat, like, they're physical and sh- tough. Which Mosman does Platview get? That's yeah, going to be true. big for them. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Platview, they live and die by the three, too. Oh, they shoot that thing. They don't mess around with <laughs> Daughter, appreciate your time, man. Hey, we didn't get to what we're looking forward to this weekend because something else went off the rails, so we'll do that next. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. I wish DB would have stuck with Mitchell whenever I was going through my subways because Mitchell does indeed have a subway. And then I looked up how many subways there actually are in Nebraska, and there is a ton. So if you want to ever check that out, just type in how many subways are in Nebraska. Uh, there, I, can, I don't even want to count the total number here, but there's easy. So no subway in Benkelman? Easy, 100 plus. Uh, no subway in Benkelman. And then um, – on YouTube, where you can also comment at any time, Erica told me, is it is it Ceresco? Is that yeah. it? Ceresco yeah. does not have a subway either. Um, so, you know what? I was wrong. The majority of small towns that I, I feel what, like I go to have subways. So, what's in Ceresco other than furniture? That's what I would want to know. Because there was a fa- it was fa- legendary earnings in Ceresco. Ernie's. It's the place. The place. The big to be. urn. Yeah. The big urn. Yeah. Ernie's in Ceresco was like. What do you know the, about big? Not a darn thing. Um, miles and miles and miles. <laughs> so I don't like. I'm not a. Uh, my kids would eat Subway. I'm not a big Subway guy. You know, I wasn't. They do until have until I went back, and I'm like, Subway's good. They have good breakfast. They do have good breakfast. So you know my thing about Subway? It's super shallow. It's like you. The minute you walk in there, you smell like the bread. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a little bit. And I don't like to smell like food. A little just, bit. Mm-hmm. I don't have any good reasons other than that. How shallow is that? I, I wouldn't shallow. Say, I wouldn't say it's shallow. It's just preference. <laughs> yeah, it's right? like. <laughs> Although that does make me laugh because you love to cook, 
and like it's especially so, smoke. Oh yeah. And so, are you okay with getting a little smoke smell on you? Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't bother me near as much as, but I will kind of do candles or have the the doors or the windows open, mm-hmm. right? I told you I got the the smoking gun as a gift, and shoot, I'll use that in the kitchen, and I just turn the ceiling fan on, and it's it's almost gone right away but man i use the cast iron skillet now because i figured out we watched that whole video on how to right what is it again um it, it's how to uh oh my gosh it's it's a it's weird not, it's like it's, it's not, like soap uh it's not even cleaning the no. term isn't even cleaning uh hang on uh am- amazing daniel what's the term that you use for skillets like you put your and your black sto- season Season. Seasoning, season. Seasoning your skillet, yeah. So once I figured out how to do that, mm-hmm. yes. it, it, I've used my skillet a lot more now because I have two. So I, I seasoned Makes sense. Them, I've seasoned them both now, and I do it repeatedly. Hey, before we get into uh, what we're looking forward to this weekend, uh, something DB looked forward to Tiger the Woods. other day was Dingman's Collision Center and going there and getting his work figured out Four locations throughout the metro area, uh, along with that standalone mechanical shop at 120th and Maple. They've been in the business for over 25 years, and you know why they've been in the business for 25 years? It's it's because they, they treat people with respect, and they do the job. It's if Doing a job... It can be anything more than just getting in, getting out. Like, yeah, you know, you can survive, but they treat people well and do the job. It's the good combo, and that's Dingman's for you. Family-owned, family-run, local business. If you have car trouble, go to Dingman's Collision Center. They'll hook you up. <laughs> nice work, they Shaner. They did a good job, Shane. Nice work, Shaner. I, I was listening because I was talking. I told you how they kept me company. Mm-hmm. Um the gentleman while I was there for a while and so many people came in and they were a little uh, gun shy if you will because of so many cars that are lined up out front but I still think you got to come in and ask because sometimes like they don't have parts for those vehicles that are out there right. or they're waiting and so they still have opportunities to work on your vehicles because I think four of the six I mean six people came in and like 25 minutes maybe it's a good problem to have maybe it's a little longer than that and they kept assuming that they would just be overwhelmed and they fixed everything I mean one guy came in because his car had overheated so I mean it's there's range Mm -hmm. sometimes it's body work Uh, they even turned down business he said ah you know I don't think we'd be the company for that it's more restoration than it is vehicle repair you know maybe you want to look at such and such and such and such so uh, they do that too now, you mentioned Tiger Woods. I mean, talk about his return on day one, huh? Ending his round with three birdies. It's great to see that man back on the course. Tweet, tweet. Yeah. Great to I, see him. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Same. And uh, I love a good redemption story. He's still writing a book. Uh, so I'm, I'm all in on Best Tiger. golfer of all time? For me, yes. I think you know, for me, but too. I, but I got the tail end of Jack, so... Um, and you know me, I'm a big experience guy. Yeah. If I didn't see you, you can't, I, get it. I, I, can't, I, get it. I can't make you what everybody else tells me to make you. Tiger's my guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with so you. So I'm hoping he does well at the Genesis. Now, again, college baseball begins today. Omaha and Nebraska are out west. Creighton is headed south. They're going to McNeese, Nebraska to San Diego. And, um, oh, man, don't tell me. It's slipping my mind. UCLA. For Omaha, right? Yeah. Yep, there it is. And they've opened with them a couple of times now, so Coach Porter knows what he's doing, and he's got a good enough staff. Remember, they competed their brains out 
with UCLA last year, and everybody it got kind of got everybody's attention. Didn't necessarily set the tone for the season because they couldn't stay healthy. But the uh, folks were like, "Oh, did how, about you see? A, how about attention grabbing when Ed Service came on and told us that he doesn't really like playing in warm environments because that's not how they play." He's, it's here a in fa- the he does not believe like, in the false sense of security. How amazing is that to acknowledge it as a coach and and. I mean, as somebody that just watches a ton of baseball, never would have thought of that. Yeah, and I played. I know. And I wanted to play in warm weather. Yeah. Like, why would I want to play in the cold? But I get it. He said the majority of our season, I get that's it. not what we get. So, And now, he was even getting it down to the degrees. You know, it's right. like, hey, you know, 50, 55, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of going to be what right. you see this spring. And I was like. Now, you can argue, too, that, hey, once you get, if you want to play, you know, at the CWS, they play in warm weather. So there's, you know, something to be said about that. But in order to get to the CWS, you have to get through your season. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what he thinks about more than uh, just making it to the big stage. And I, and I think there's an early one today, too. It's, uh, I think Missouri and, and Okie State mm-hmm. are playing. I think Okie State's going to be pretty legit. Um, it's a lot of college baseball. Mm-hmm. You got hockey this weekend. Omaha Hockey headed to Miami. How about Simon Lekatsky and how he's been playing? So I'm I'm interested in terms of the the emotional psyche, right? With uh, you know, you, you, anytime mm-hmm. you lose part of the family, and I mean, 100%. I think I think those guys knew that obviously that the time was he coming. was sick, yeah. And so, do you worry about the mental makeup at all, Coach Gerard? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Gab's message on social media yesterday yeah, was fantastic. It was. Um, I, I think they are actually going to turn this into a, a so-called, like, tribute. Um, like, hey, this is, this is for Coach. Short of a rally, cry. right? Yeah, this is, this, is, this is for Coach. We're going to do this for Coach, and that's going, to, that's going to play more into it than, hey, I think it's going to mess with their mentality. Mm. Um but all in all, yeah, they have something to play for this weekend. Uh, first off, they are still trying to play for home ice. Trying to get and, your host game right. And, and, you know, after rerunning the numbers last week and talking to the SID over at Omaha, I realized that math was incorrect by many members, including myself, uh, who talked about uh, how big that series against CC could have been in clinching. It couldn't have happened. <laughs> uh, I'm not a math guy, apparently. Said so uh, I ran the numbers. Didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, but, hey, uh, if you can find a way to sweep in Miami, I'm not saying it happens now, but uh, depending on what teams lose and, and where this team stands after the Miami weekend, um, and, of course, take it one game at a time. But come St. Cloud State next week, you may only need a couple of points. You may only need, say, an overtime point, or who knows. Uh, but it, and it, there's a lot of variables that play into that. But between the pipes, Simon Lekatsky was NCHC Rookie of the Week last week, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, 1.87 goals against average. He went 1-0-1. He had 57 saves for a save percentage of 9-3-4. Pretty darn good. And then Nebraska meets Maryland at home. The Terps coming off a high, beating Purdue. Purdue... I'm starting to realize what some people are saying wow. may not be the team. Remember you? We, right. we talked about this, and I let somebody talk me into one of our national guys, and they're like, hey, listen, you know, the quad one victories. But my concern all along was the backcourt. And it's not just that simple, like, because mm-hmm. I, I, 
It's just hard for those guys to get easy shots. Maryland suffocated those guys. I thought you were about to say Maryland sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, they totally suffocated that backcourt. It, it wasn't was even just close. hard to get easy when shots. When they went on their run, wasn't even close. And what was what they outscored them after the technical? Oh I, man, I, I mean, that turned into a bludgeoning because they did. tied it on that possession. Mm-hmm. They basically turned a thirty-seven thirty-one. Deficit into a 39-37 lead. Right. <laughs> and it's just like bang, 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 bang. It's like, huh? Eh, ball game. This is a small sample size of what you're going to see this weekend. State wrestling continues. Again, the Nebraska women have a date with Caitlin Clark. That happening in Iowa. And then Creighton. Who may not be the National Player of the Year. You think is, so? I don't know, man. Nova's got a superstar. They do. They do. But, uh, gosh, it's hard to touch Super Nova Clark. is what they call her. And then Creighton has St. John's, who just beat Providence. Uh, when we come back, Matt Verzel. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back as we wind down the show. We're having some fun on a Friday. It was the live show at Hale Varsity Club where you could get some fantastic pancakes, some awesome food. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. Another place where you can get some fantastic food in town, and maybe you're in the mood for pizza later on this I, afternoon. Yeah, some fire wings. You too. have to head over to Paisons. And, okay, the wings. I haven't tried the wings. Mushroom fries. I need to try. I actually haven't tried the pizza either, but you always talk about the pizza. And Are I'm you like, a mushroom I gotta guy? i got to get the Paisons. No, no, I'm not. Oh, man, they have some not. mushroom fries. They're, they're unreal. <laughs> Matt Versal on with us now. Matt, good morning. Morning, fellas. How we doing? Matty, how are you, bud? You're a little subdued, man. How, how many pies are you throwing already? We're good, man. They got uh, they got parent-teacher conferences, so we yeah. get a day off from that, so it's nice. Uh, Sodder just lobbed a scud. He told <laughs> you to wake up. I know you'd like to I'm say just some. Contemplating, I'm just contemplating how. The cream part of the show, having been in Omaha now for a while, like you, how you haven't brought him over. Uh, well, that, like, do you, he, hate, do cream, you hate yeah. cream in your coffee, Benny? Well, he, so here's the thing, and I know you'll get a kick out <laughs> I mean, of this. I'm actually the cream. He's the coffee. How about that? You're like, yeah, whatever, David. Yeah. I know you. I know. I know you like white things, Benny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Matt's totally that guy, and I love it. I love. It. He's. Maddie, so yeah, he's, we're gonna get along just fine. Yeah, he's the king of snark as well, man. How, <laughs> how'd you survive? Who does your? Uh, do what you bald solder complain about now? His <laughs> life's too hard, or he works so much, or what? <laughs> well, he's all of the above. He basic. I can't even remember what he said. No, what did he, he said? Tell him to wake up. <clears throat> yeah, he told you to wake up. You know, Sol- <laughs> solder's the hardest working man in show business. Just ask him, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, enough about me telling you how great I am. Now you tell me how great I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Matt, you know, first experience with you here, uh, and DB's filled me in a little bit. Um, but some of, some of your things, like the deodorant and the cold trick uh, in order to keep yourself warm because, you know, when you coach, it's like, hey, I don't need to wear sleeves. And then uh, you also rock the handlebar mustache, which is sick because that I cannot grow aw- facial that thing hair. That is awful. It is awesome. It looks so sweet. Hey, when does that come back? Well, now, you have a terrible memory because 
we did a we had a podcast out here on Varsity Radio. Oh, that's Tom right. Frazier and that I is right. And I was here for that. Yes, yeah. you fanboyed over Tommy, and I couldn't even get hello. <laughs> Fanboy? Oh, here we go. No, I think I introduced myself to both of you. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 really come on. I'm real good at this game, bud, and it, it, I remember things. Fanboy. <laughs> yeah. So oh, He's an equal opportunity yeah. offender. This just in. It oh, ain't just yeah. me. Um, the deodorant thing, I'm very superstitious. So nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to see me in a pair of slacks coaching in August. <laughs> that just is not good. And so then when I get shorts on, and people think it has to do with wins and losses. It doesn't. It's I, I've done this, and I've yet to have a player at my position be hurt. So no no conkies, no knees, no nothing. So as long as I'm coaching and my boys are safe, I will be in shorts in the winter. And yeah, The handlebar mustache, well, I don't know where you got that one. I've never had a handlebar. I've had a mustache, but never a handlebar. It didn't come all the way down? No, you must, that's. Oh, you're talking about like the the I had a goatee or like a food man chew back in the day, but <laughs> Maybe never that's it. Hey, I gotta give you a little bit Your of credit. fingers had a handlebar mustache. I gotta give you a little credit though, Matty, because our guys buy into the deal. Oh, oh wait, hold on, Benny. Hold on. It's Taylor. Taylor had a handlebar mustache. I never had a handlebar mustache. That that that's not what he had. He didn't. Write yeah, it that. does look like that. You you got your bald whites confused. I may I may <laughs> I may have the terminology off. Hey, here, well, I do got to give you a little credit though, Maddie, because our guys subscribe to the deodorant thing, and they don't wear sleeves. And I felt like, you know, even in the state championship where we don't. Guys pretty much go out bare arm, man. I think a lot of that started because they bought into the deodorant thing because we practiced outside getting ready for that thing. Oh, yeah. It works. I mean, oh, there's I, no I, – I agree. I have it in my car just in case my car breaks down and it's cold out. Like I have a case. Hey, let me ask you something. With all that's going on with – and I don't know kind of where you're at with the culture talk and – and the discipline and kind of setting the expectation levels at Nebraska like Rule has had. But do you get the sense that he's what the doctor ordered in terms of the day-to-day for the kids or for the young men? Yeah. I mean, it's – listen. I there, There's people in your life that you'll come across that, that, are, that are talkers and they're young and they never follow anything up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think for what Nebraska needs, which is a realistic expectation of just literally like winning the day. And I know stealing that from Oregon, whatever, but it's just, we have to win today. And if we win today enough, then winning today will become second nature. Then we can move on to bigger and better things. There's so many bad habits that were up there before that they have to break and they have to fix. But you to do those things, you have to boil it down to simple. Like, make it just easy. This is how we're going to do this. This is the methodology. We're going to really bust our butt in the weight room. This is going to make us better today. We're just going to win this day in our room. And, and, and I do like the things he's done. I like the fact what their staff has done of repairing a lot of broken relationships with a lot of coaching staffs. Mm. Um I picked up a, a Foley follow today, so we'll see what that entails. <laughs> but, yeah, it just um, – I think they're doing a lot of things right, but I, I also think, you know, you have a polished set of people that are now in charge. 
I'm still rattled. I about this mustache thing. <laughs> Better get over it. I don't know. I'm still rattled Matt, about it. I, Matt, Matt, I got a question though. Um, I was more rattled by getting big time than a podcast. Oh <laughs> come on, come on. I do remember that though. That was a good pod. You, you and Tommy do a good congrats. job together. Hey, they're very like-minded. You though. You you your your fiance look very nice. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I'll bring her in, and uh, you you can uh, give her some pizza. How about that? Nah, you better just come in with Benning. Don't don't bring her in. <laughs> fair, fair. No, hey. So as a recruit in the '90s, uh, you know the success mm-hmm. of Nebraska sold itself. Um, but what about today? When when you put put yourself in a recruit's shoes, uh, based on where the program is today, would you still say Nebraska can sell itself? It can sell itself, but the sale is different, right? With Damon and and everybody in the class of '92, which is probably the greatest class to ever go through Nebraska, experience was what were our other options? Okay, were we going to go to Kansas? and get throttled, we're going to go to Kansas State and get throttled, we're going to go to Iowa State and get throttled, we're going to go, you know, the, really the only one you had to worry about, like, not coming to Nebraska from Nebraska was Ryan Terwilliger, and that's just because Colorado was closer to where he was from, mm-hmm. okay? Grant. So now the sale of Nebraska isn't necessarily, hey, you're going to come in and be dominant, you're sailing, you got to sell to somebody with a vision, is you're going to be a key cog in the wheel to rebuild this and re- and put it where it deserves to be. Put it where it once was, and if you think that you're not something you want to be a part of, I'm going to wheel out a backup center that really played in 31 games and lives a pretty good life and probably pretty soon will be an All-American if we keep losing. So you can live well if you just come in here and do the work because these people here will be loyal to you forever. They will, they will, they will take care of any need that you have the rest of your life. If you can do that, if that's the life you want to live, great. Come on up here because we're going to rebuild this thing with or without you. So, so the it's more focused on we have to have a vision toward the future, but you're also going to be in a really nice, you know, facility, and you're going to have all the support staff you could ever need. But your long range of it is if you come in here and have success, they will treat you as a king for the rest of your life. Man, that brings up an interesting point. I've never asked you this from this angle, but you think it's more a problem in recruiting for Nebraska to not be as good as they once were, the fact that all the neighboring schools that you mentioned are better than as a collective group than they have been in a long time, where K-State can knock on the door. Kansas has momentum. We know about Iowa and Iowa State. Is is that the bigger problem, or you think Nebraska just does Nebraska? No, I, I think it's. I think they sent a great message in their first recruiting class, like, "Hey, we got eight in-state kids that we think are really good, and so they're staying home." You know, how many times have we answered the question? Oh my goodness, PJ Fleck came into such and such high school. Back in the covered wagon days when you and I played, Damon, it didn't matter who came into the school. Mm. You know, it did. It, it was irrelevant who was there because we were going to Nebraska because they were good. Now, what Nebraska needs to do is win. And if you win, then a lot of these conversations become a lot easier, and you don't have to worry about Damon Benning sending Noah Fant to Iowa, and you don't have to worry. <laughs> yep about all those other things that happen. And you have 
you have your in-state kids want to be a part of your in-state program, that is winning because nobody likes to go nowhere and lose. I'm not in the losing business. I don't want to lose. I want to win because winning is much more fun than losing. Hey, Amen. T- hey t- I-, I caught the subtle shot too, jerk. Oh, what? Uh, uh-huh. Oh, uh, I, I said the in, I said the inside part outside. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, how how consen- how much of a consensus will it be that Piper Zadiska may very well be the toughest of all the Zadiskas? No, that is, uh, I don't even think that is a debate. <laughs> <laughs> what about Uncle I mean, John? He was kind of tough. Yeah, that's John. John has been overtaken by Piper. So now it goes Isaac. Well, it's probably Piper, it's, Isaac, John, and wow. then Ryan, Jen, Rob. Rob's brain is just too ginormous. Like it just, oh, like Vers, he, yeah. Vers, we appreciate you. Like he's going to outsmart you to death, which is what he does, but whatever. Vers, by the way, yeah. go ahead. Rob takes a lot of cheap shots at Matt Hoskinson and I. Yeah. And if Rob really wants to, like Will Shields on his NFL stuff says he's six. Six three. I love Will Shields more than anything. Probably he's an awesome human being. Will Shields ain't six three, and you know that, Damon, and I know that. Yeah. And so if Rob doesn't stop messing around, I'm gonna bust out a picture that shows me that's taller than Will Shields, so <laughs> Rob can be quiet. All right. And go try to save a life and stop worrying about me and Haas and how awesome we are. Verz, man, we appreciate your time. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in a post that I think is an, a handlebar mustache, and you can either talk me off my cliff or push me off my cliff or whatever. But hey, say hi to Tommy for me. You uh, you got he's sick today. We're supposed to record yesterday, so we'll hopefully Tommy Frazier is feeling much better, and we'll get fifty one fifteen podcast. Thanks, uh, Matt. An episode in the hopper this week. Appreciate you, Matt. Hey, thanks, Matt. See you, boys. Hey, uh, and that'll do it for the show today. Uh, pretty good ending to the show. Uh, thanks for everybody joining us here uh, at Hale Varsity Club for the live event. It's uh, Coffee and Cream. We will be back next week.